Welcome back. This is Red Ice TV. I'm Henrik. Thank you for joining us here today. If you're joining us live, we do have some issues with uh, Odyssey today. Uh, so hopefully you're not sitting over on Odyssey waiting for this to start up. I sent a message in uh, chat right that, uh, right there, I mean, and uh, give you guys a little bit of an update. Not sure what's going on. I saw on Odyssey's official Twitter account uh, that they were going to um, do an update. I think it was tonight, actually. Uh, was it 20th? Maybe t maybe tomorrow, 29th. So they might have some issues already uh, pertaining to that. But anyway, we do go out on plenty other, plenty of other sources. Uh, let me remind myself, actually, which ones we go out to. Of course, entropystream.live slash TV. You can watch it there. Uh, you can watch it, well, not today on Odyssey. Usually you can. We also got to Trovo. That's trovo.live slash redice. Also, redice.tv slash live, our own websites, of course, redicememembers.com as well. Just click on uh, live stream up in the show menu on the members website. Uh, if you're logged in right there, we also got a VK, vk.com slash redicetv float. I haven't pushed that that much, actually. Float.app slash redicetv. And uh, was it yesterday? I actually set up a Josh Who, uh, joshwhotv.com account. Uh, and I didn't have time actually before we started the stream here today to uh, start streaming to there. But I will uh, look that up and, and check out how to connect that. Uh, I don't think it's as easy as just uh, connecting Restream to it, unfortunately. But uh, it should not be too difficult. So we'll check that out. Always good to have options, especially in these times because everything is being, everything is being struck down. Everything's being uh, limited and challenged and choked out and censored and banned and you know terrorist labeled. If you uh, if you speak up against uh, what we're up against here, basically, but uh, yeah, Josh, who um, it's it, I think it, it's fine, but they could have they're they're better names. Uh, let me just put it that way. But I am looking forward to uh, getting over there too. I see that uh, there's some people over there like Hard Bastard. He streams to uh, Josh Who TV. There's a couple of other people over there too, and it seems <clears throat> plenty uh, plenty all right, actually. Okay, so. Important show today, boys and girls. A lot of things to go into. Um, from formalities, I guess, just clean this out, clear this out first before we get into it. Uh, do check out our latest Weekend Warrior show. Always like to plug that here in the beginning of uh, these no-go zones that we do on Wednesdays. Uh, and uh, very good show, actually. Very important stuff. And in, it's kind of many of these shows have just kind of tied into each other and it's all pertaining to you know developments that we just you know continue to cover um over months and months basically because it just these these monsters um that we're up against keep keep growing right so um check out the latest weekend warrior show if you haven't already very easy just go to redicemembers.com sign up for an account over there and then you uh, just uh, choose how you want to uh, make your payment 10 bucks a month and of course, if you do a, a longer payment or like a, a non-recurring payment, uh, for example, uh, six months or nine months, one year or up to two years, it gets cheaper, you know, the longer subscription you get as well. So you get more free money that way. Uh, but yeah, multiple ways we can still um, use credit cards through Subscribestar and Entropy Stream, despite being blocked and censored uh, by the fin financial ruling class of, of this and many other countries. Uh, so this is very, uh, very simple. But one feature in there, that we, or one kind of important thing that we talked about, was basically how they're using COVID to kill free speech, right? Many of these things that they've wanted to push through for a long time, uh, you know, they label them extremism or, or hate speech or, you know, ter even terrorism and things like that, This although it's legal speech. And uh, it's not incitement. This is a, a straw man or an interpretation in some cases. With COVID, they're going to be able to 
pull all of this off, basically, right? So we had the uh, U.S. Surgeon General recently did a, a speech, and we play that clip in the Weekend Warrior show, where he basically just talks about that this is a, you know, this is this it's killing us. Free speech is killing us, and it goes back to that New York Times article that we, uh, and I think I showed, yeah, I showed it in the Weekend Warrior show as well. Uh, it's it's an incredible way that they connect that uh, this article right here. Let me let me just pull this in and show you this because they've got. I mean, this is like pre you know pre pandemic, right? They had all this stuff. Uh, October 4, 2019, New York Times is writing, free speech is killing us. <laughs> right? And they were talking about, of course, all these dangerous right-wing things. And we'll talk about the EU today as well, by the way, uh, how they're going after memes and humor now. That's also uh, basically killing. It's basically terrorism. Uh, and so under the auspices of keeping us all safe from this horrible uh, disease, COVID-19, we can basically censor and delete anything that we want off of the internet and we can reform the internet because it's spreading so much misinformation uh so we're incredible times ladies and gentlemen unprecedented times uh i would say and we're going to try to tie some of this together here for you today uh plenty of clips plenty of articles plenty of craziness as usual to cover uh all right so if you want to join in today we do read your super chats on air entropystream.live slash red ice tv Thank you to everyone joining us over there already. I'll do those in just a moment here. Thank you, guys. Uh, usually, odyssey.com, but I couldn't get it, you know, as I said, right when we started. Couldn't get that loaded today, so I think they have some issues over there. Probably some basic maintenance stuff that they're doing, so hopefully you're not sitting over on Odyssey. And again, that's why we plug all these different methods, you know, that you can tune in in case a service goes down, in case we're banned on one of them. You know, you'll always have a different option, always some... But we will always... They're not going to be able to pull... Like, okay, back to the, the, the free speech and the COVID stuff. They, they are never going to pull this off, right? It's much too... Uh, too much too late, right? And the more they ban, the more they censor, the more obvious they are, the more people will get angry, the more people will be mobilizing, the more people will fight back against it, the more obvious it will be become that they have something to hide and cover up and things like this. And so I think this is an unwinnable battle for them, right? And the more we move into direction of a decentralized... Uh, internet, the more difficult it's going to be for them, right? So anyway, uh, Odyssey, uh, otherwise Trovo, Trovo.live slash Red Ice, at least for now. Thank you to you guys sending spells over there. Do appreciate it. Vanilla Sandy, Tron, Tron Donk. Thank you guys. Uh, Scandivan, a couple of torches and stuff like that. Louis, Louis Radio. Thank you for that. Appreciate it. Uh, American Life with a spell. Brad C. Usually I always say Brad C over there. Pad, Pad H. I was, I was trying to anglify. It's just Pat. I had a friend grow, uh, named Pat when I was growing up. Pat Booman, good uh, good guy. Um, thank you for the chi dancing chicken, Pat. I appreciate that uh, and the hype as well. Let's see what else we have got, got over there. I do try to keep an eye on the uh, colorful chats over there too. Sometimes I do admittedly miss it. Uh, Jimmy Fallis with a uh, dancing chicken. Thank you so much. I do appreciate that. All right, let me clear some of these off of uh, Odyssey. Uh, sorry, <laughs> Entropy, real quick, and then we can dive into the, uh, the, the the craziness here. Jimmy Fallis. Thank you, sir. Good to see you. It's Wednesday, my dudes. Um, Smash with Scott. That's right. And we have it on, I think we have that. Do we have it on tap today? I think we have it on tap. I got to add, add a shortcut for smash it. With, smash with Scott. That's right. Always smashing with Scott. That's uh, that's our trademark. Wednesday, my dudes. And smash with Scott. That's that's how it's got to be. Uh, thank you, Jimmy. Good to see you. Michael, 57DE. Hail Woden. Hail Henrik. It's, it is Woden's day. That's right. Have you made Woden proud today? I, I, I extend that uh, question to all the uh, all the ones joining us in chat uh, on the live stream and stuff like that as well, of course. Uh, as I like to say. Our ancestors is always watching. Make, make sure to keep make them proud. 
never do anything dumb and stupid. That's what we're arguing here. We're saying make them make them proud. Do 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 the right thing, right? Nine noble virtues. Very very simple code to live by. Thank you, Michael. It was good to see you, sir. Uh, RoboThink, thanks for the quick membership renewal. Of course, uh, as always, got to work Monday, ready to listen to. Um, um, Weekend Warrior signed in and was like, shit, my membership has expired. Well, thank you, RoboThink. I do appreciate that. And by the way, when we when you mentioned that, and thank you so much, RoboThink, for signing up as a member and renewing. I do very much appreciate that. Very kind of you, sir. Thank you. Uh, I did see one on Entropy. So occasionally there are people that sign up on Subscribestar uh, or Entropy. And if you guys forget to include your, you know, your email, your membership, you know, your username or something like that, whatever, we need some way of kind of linking or, or, or you know, connecting the payments you made to your Red Eyes members account. Otherwise, we don't know who to sign up, right? So I think we had, uh, if you're watching, Beetle Juice, Beetle Dash or, or Space Juice, right? Beetle Juice. If you're watching, please send us an email, redeyes at protonmail.com. Uh, and uh, just send that entropy uh, receipt and, and let us know what username you have. You just sign me up, you said, and we can't fi find you in the member system. So unfortunately, that's the downside when you're censored and banned this way because they, they shut down all these big services that have APIs so that things are automated. So we're sitting on the back end and having to manually you know, add and activate these, these accounts, which is another way for them to, to slow us down and to make sure that we spend more time, you know, just admin stuff and it's not as convenient. We don't have access it's funny they're, they're, they're like they're claiming that like non-white people in all over the West are, are um, uh, you know be, uh, was held back and they're not getting access. They're uh, they're not they're, they don't have the same access to the banking system or the financial sector and stuff like that. Oh yeah, yeah. Try to be in our shoes. Try to try to say something that the ruling class doesn't doesn't like, and then we'll see how it goes, right? Uh, but anyway, thank you, Robo. Thank you, very kind of you. Uh, it was yeah we found the other guy. I was one more. Actually, I was going to give a shout out to, but he sent it. He sent an email to us. Uh, so good. But Beetle Juice, if you're watching, send us an email. Wolves says on Entropy Stream, there's an auction every Friday in Post Falls at three PST. Um, last I believe uh, up until six. Would you be able to make it? Yeah, I'll get back to you. Send us an email, Wolves. Um, is is definitely possible. So send us an email. Uh, Red at protomail.com. Uh, and we can uh, we can talk about that behind the scenes. Thank you, sir. Jimmy Fallis. I hear Portugal is about to decide on whether to require the murder jab to go to the supermarket or not. <laughs> not 100% sure. I'm hearing this word of mouth. Yeah, there's some countries that are pushing for it now, just straight open. And we'll get into some of that. We'll, we'll focus on uh, the, what the EU is doing and the US primarily. Uh, but we have talked a lot about Australia. We did that in the Weekend Warrior Show, by the way, too. Absolutely insane developments. Uh, in Australia, right? And you had something like one person that had dead in, dead in the Sydney area. Uh, and basically the whole country is just like shutting down, basically. New Zealand is equally bad and stuff like that, too. But yeah, I've seen uh, there's protests in South America, like uh, Uruguay, I think it was. Or was it Paraguay, one of them? Uh, there are protests in France, in Italy, in Greece. I think there were some in Spain, UK, of course, plenty there. Uh, and we've seen some in the U.S. as well. But the, the media is not covering that. They're, they're trying to uh, hush that up, basically. Uh, Rowdy Dude over on Entropy. Hey, Red Eyes and hail our people. Thank you, sir. Very uh, very kind. Thank you for the support. Do appreciate it. All right. We better dive into this because I have a lot to cover today. Uh, and so we better... Um, Better get uh, get a move on here. Um, quick note: I've talked about the Olympics. Fully masked, crowd-free Olympics opening ceremony attracts fewest TV watchers in 33 years. They they do like them 
33s, I know, but uh, it is good. Thank you for not watching and tuning in, uh, because frankly, these uh, political politicized uh, gay sports ball uh, events uh, don't deserve it. They don't deserve our attention, right? Uh, now, the very important story here, obviously, number the number one issue uh, in the United States of America right now, uh, someone uh, allegedly drew a uh, carved, I guess, a swastika. Uh, into an elevator uh, in the state in the U.S. State Department. That's right. Uh, and uh, the current regime leader here said, "Let me be, be clear: anti-Semitism has no place in the State Department, uh, in my administration, or anywhere in the world. It is up to all of us to give hate no safe harbor and stand up to bigotry wherever we find it." Right. So. This was CNN reporting on this here. Swastika found carved into an elevator at the State Department. I'm sure, you know, because the State Department, they're usually not, um, they're, uh, they're, they're very honest in most of their uh, their coverage, right? So I was trying to find, okay, well, can we see, you know, is there maybe there's, is there is there surveillance footage? Is there a photo at least? It was like, no, nothing on the CNN article. Now, Axios reported, let me see. There it is. See, there, there it is. There, <laughs> there, there's the that's your proof right there. There's still uh, uh, there's still baddie Nazis in the uh, State Department. And that's your proof uh, right there, right? A swastika was found on Monday etched into the wall of the State Department elevator near the office of its special envoy to monitor and combat anti-Semitism. I'm sure it has nothing to do with those people working there. Right? So I'd love to see some, uh, you know, kind of uh, surveillance footage of this, basically. Right. I think it's a uh, I think I think it's Smollett all over again, uh, basically. But anyway, so important stuff. That's number definitely number one these days. Right. Um, OK. So we got to talk about the select committee here on January 6th. It is a complete farce. We'll take a look at a couple of clips. Um, the second day, I believe, of the select committee hearing is happening today. I believe I believe it's, it was multiple days. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't have time to check the clips that was coming out f- uh, for, from today. If there is anybody, maybe chat knows if there was more. I, I assume it's multiple days, this thing, right? Uh, let's begin with this here as a, uh, a Republican, Adam Kinzinger. Uh, that was kind of in, uh, I think some people pointed this out, in in Sandy Hook fashion. Went between laughter and crying uh, within uh, just a, a minute or so, right? So the Republicans that, that, that they did bring out are, of course, are anti-Trump, right? It's all these people that are trying to terrorist label over 70 million people in the U.S. Uh, we're talking about the Trump voter base. Even if you didn't vote for Trump, but you didn't, you, you're not pro their side, uh, you're considered by them this 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 dangerous terrorist group. Uh, listen to this. Oh, he uses. Thank you, Mr. Chairman, and uh, thank you to my colleagues on the committee. Thank you to our witnesses. Uh, I never expected a day to be <clears throat> quite as emotional for me as it has been. Uh, I've talked to a number of you and gotten to know you. I think it's important to tell you right now, though. You guys may like individually feel a little broken. You guys all talk about the effects you have to deal with, and, you know, you talk about the impact of that day. But you guys won. You guys held. You know, democracies are not defined by our bad days. We're defined by how we come back from bad days. Bad days. How we take accountability for that. We come back from Baghdad. 
And for all the overheated rhetoric surrounding this committee, our mission is very simple. It's to find the truth, and it's to ensure accountability. Like most Americans, I'm frustrated that six months after a deadly insurrection breached the United States, Oh, he cuts off that. I actually would want to have seen a little bit more from that. <clears throat> That's it's incredible, right? How they frame this and this, like the crying and they're. I mean, holy sm- I mean, okay, sure. The, what was it? Was a couple of people injured? I still the the uh, was it Zip, Zipnik or something? What was his name again? Uh, that went home right the following day, and they were trying to argue that he succumbed to to his injuries that he attained that day, January six. Uh, but that turned out not to be true, right? So I, and of course, the only, as far as I know, and correct me if I'm wrong, but the only other reason they can call it deadly, right, is because of Ashley Babbitt, right? Is, is that not how it goes? Uh, I believe that's the case. Was there anyone else? I know that there were, uh, and yes, on one of the sides, I know that there were people, you know, trying to push in and stuff like that, and there's some footage, and it looks, you know, horrible or whatever. But on other parts of the building, it looked, they were open, opening up, they were walking in, it was peaceful. Inside, there wasn't an armed insurrection. They didn't, you know, there wasn't a weapons in there. The, you know, any any of this stuff. It, it's completely hyperbole, and they're they're and this is one of the reasons why they don't release all the surveillance footage, right? We, we're talking ten thousand plus hours of surveillance footage, and, and and you know, again, someone said it in chat regarding the previous story about the State Department. I'm sure, absolutely positive, that there are surveillance footage uh, all over in, inside of the State Department. I mean, virtually every federal building has that today, right? What, what would I, this is ridiculous, right? But anyway, they're trying to build this straw man. They're trying to build this uh, complete, uh, you know, just massive lie of not only what happened that day, doing select cherry picked, you know, video, you know, videos and pulling things out and making it look much worse than it actually was. Uh, Again, to use this as an engine to terrorist label their entire opposition, right? Anybody who opposes them are going to be labeled under these, uh, under these new, uh, uh, you know, these new, uh, these new, these new words, basically, right? Domestic terrorism. And then they're building databases now and networks on the backside. You know, ADL working with PayPal will cover that too. Uh, big tech is going together. They're all like building data. And, and I'm sure that they have this already, but they're just brazen, blatantly out in the open about it now, right? So here's a second clip I want to take a look at, which is an uh, officer, I believe it's the uh, Capitol uh, Police, who, well, we'll just listen to it. We'll, we'll see what you, uh, we'll see what you think. I just, I highly think this is all bunk. More Smollett. Listen to this. One woman in a pink MAGA shirt yelled, you hear that, guys? This nigger voted for Joe Biden. Then the crowd, perhaps around 20 people, joined in screaming, boo, fucking nigger. (laughs) Yeah, right. No one had ever, ever called me a nigger while wearing the uniform of a Capitol Police officer. In the days following the attempted insurrection, other black officers shared with me their own stories of racial abuse on January 6th. One officer told See me what they're doing here? he had never, and in his, his entire 40 years of life, been called a nigger to his face, and that streak ended on January 6th. Yet another black officer later told... In all this 40 years, that means that there is no systemic racism then. Is that what that means? It was just that the worst of people on one day were absolutely the worst. Of, the country almost fell that day. 
then there were some people whipping out the n-word first of all i mean we saw testimony before this guy talking about how these MAGA people had like smeared feces and things all over the wall and there were blood and things like that i just like i've where's the where's the evidence of any of this release the footage i'm sure there's audio pickup on some, many of these uh cameras and stuff like that as well right i think he's just sitting and making it up I mean, let's be honest many of these MAGA people they are absolutely not this way they're, they're they're absolutely the opposite way right soon as there's a black guy showing up at one of these MAGA rallies they you know he's at the forefront he's look at my african-american over there that, that that's the attitude like look look, look where they're, they're they're desperate to prove that they're not racist and that's of course why they're you know pushing the black guy to the forefront kind of thing um uh, which then ironically makes you know makes them submit to the standards of the left by saying yeah if it ha so if it happened to be that it was just white people there then there would be something wrong with that and in fact that would be as a, that if it was all white people that would be a sign that he was racist or something which is ridiculous don't even play on their ball game uh, fuck you it doesn't matter <laughs> it's okay to be white it's okay to hang out with white people and you know anyway I just I think this is complete lies right. So this must be just same with Fauci, right? You you're not allowed to sit and and lie at these hearings, right? It's actually punishable by was it prison up to five years? That's why Fauci got so nervous. I think this guy's lying. I think he's just making it up. I'd love to see the surveillance footage of this. Me, he had been cr confronted by insurrectionists in the Capitol who told him, "Put your gun down, and we'll show you what kind of nigger you really are." All right. I don't know. I just press X to doubt. I mean, I just, I just don't buy it. And even if, the, even if it was the case, right? It's, it is in the scope of things irrelevant, right? Um, as what would it would it be hate crime charges or something? Is that is it actually is it, it's against the law to say that word? Is that is is that the case? Or I, I don't know. But whatever. Um, the point is they're trying desperately, right? To basically say this is this it's a new KKK movement. They're they're just dying to lynch blacks. They're all racist. They're domestic extremists. They're white supremacists. They have to they have to do this somehow. They can't they can't produce anything, right? So they have to have people that lie and they jump at an opportunity. And of course, here is the guy in in question here, right? Hanging out with good old Nancy Pelosi, right? So of course, no political allegiances with any of these people, right? Again, Adam Kersinger that the wheeled out. Of course, he was absolutely. Um, an anti-Trumper, right? And they, for a very long time, try to prove that the uh, that these people are the worst uh, in America. And we have to try to terrorist label them. And it's uh, you know, again, I want to convey that very clearly. That this is this is a massive and a desperate attempt too, but like a massive gay op to try to associate uh, their political enemies. Uh, to an ideology which will, in the rest of America's eyes, justify this, you know, clampdown that this is the new ISIS, this is Al Qaeda, basically, but they're white racists, and we, and it, it justified, you know, roping them in, basically, right, and 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 treating them as they wanted to treat white people, right? Um, hey, as a Mr. Right over on Odyssey, saying, uh, let me see here, what did you say there? Uh, Odyssey was down 10, 15 minutes ago, but it's up again now. And I tried. I saw that you, you were right. I could refresh it. I'm trying to 
host and talk and produce everything at once here and, <laughs> and also update Odyssey and see if we can get that going. It's still stuck on preparing, but thank you, uh, Mr. Wright. It, it was, it, it took me to the next step to start start a live stream, uh, but it still doesn't follow through. So I still, I still think something else is going on. Uh, so yeah, guys, if you do want to watch an Odyssey, uh, you can't right now. So obviously, if you're if you're on that, you won't even see this. So there's no point in mentioning it. But anyway, if you're watching it in if watching it in the archives later on. Then you know what's going on here, right? Um, all right. Anyway, so we'll try. We'll see uh, if we can get that up or, or running or not during the show here. Let me save again. No, I get an error message. Anyway, thank you, uh, Mr. Wright. I appreciate that. Thank you for the tokens over on Odyssey. Uh, okay. So, uh, and we'll keep watching this with the January 6th hearings uh, or the select committee, as they call it, right? And again, think about it. I, I forgot to nail that point, but like, not, you know, think about 9-11, right? They wanted a 9-11 style commission and all these things, right? Um, you can bet your bottom dollar, you can bet your ass on the fact that they would do the same dumb um, false narrative during a commission over January 6th in the exactly same way as they did during 9-11. Right. That's where the conspiracy theories were spread, not the people that have genuinely tried to find an answer. What happened that day and why they stood down? And I did see what's that? What's that guy name again? Um, Madi something has he has a I think he has a segment on MSM. Uh, yeah, MSNBC now. He used to be on like TRT and things like that. The, the Turkish like RT version, basically. Um, and he was asking these interesting questions like what happened with the. Uh, was it the the DC? What was the the, the national? Not not the National Guard was another. I think it was a Virginia. No, not a Virginia. It was like a DC based National Guard or something like that. I forget what the exact term was for it. And he did ask this, like, what? Why were they? Why why weren't they? You know, pulled out. What happened? Why, all these warnings ahead of. I mean, there's so many 9/11 parallels, right? Why were no jets scrambled that day? They had forewarning. They knew about this. They'd tracked these people ahead of time. And it's all the same thing with January 6th, right? But if you want to pull off a gay op where you can transform the country in the same way they did after 9-11, then this is, this is the reasoning, right? And, of course, the, the Mahdi guy, he would never connect those, make those dots and say, oh, my God, look at that. Will you look at that? It was full of feds. And the government did it to smear 50% of the country, to terrorist label them so they can put them in, in you know, in, in coof camps later on because they don't take the vaccine. You know, that's, that's basically what's happening here, right? Okay. Um, let me check, let me check uh, entropy real quick. I have too many windows open here today. Uh, let me see here. Uh, Jimmy Fallis, Australia has totally reverted to a prison colony. I think you're right. Imagine if Assange got uh, freed and then deported. He'd be more of a suicide risk than he is at Belmarsh. Yeah, good point. Um, So the U.S. won Assange, right? That's the and it's amazing that nothing has happened on this front. I'm actually I'm very surprised about this. Seems to be this deadlock. I haven't actually followed up in a long time. Uh, Long time I I looked into that, but um, yeah, Australia is is just I mean out of control, completely insane. Um, we did have some footage, and let's see if I have time to play it later, but some footage where, you know, cops are just like attacking people in, on the streets and stuff. And it's, this is fine, you know, no problem. The left wing is not going to come out of the woodwork and talk about, you know, police brutality or anything like that, right? Uh, imminent rain. Good to see you, sir. Promethean hail so hard and Aryan Kung Fu salutations. Long live red ice, long live white well-being, long live the spirit of the West. Thank you, man. Good to see you, imminent rain. I did get your link and I think we'll play it, um, 
uh, in the before the Flashback Friday uh, show, by the way. So we'll, we'll pull that in. Um, and I, I think I've heard some music, Jason, but I, I have to dig, in, dig into it more. So anyway, thank you for sending the link. Uh, always good to have you here. Thank you for the support, sir. Archie, I think that's former Archie Bunker. Uh, in 2008, I had a job interview for the RCMP, the uh, Royal Canadian Mounted Police. I saw facial tissues on the table. The two women at what facial tissues? Oh, um, the two women asked me to tell them a story of a time I've showed empathy. They wanted to see me cry. What the hell? They were unha- unhappy with my story and disqualified me for the job. Is that true? I, I mean, I don't see you have any reason to sit and lie about something like that, but that's incredible. In 2008, that's also, imagine what they have to go through today. That is crazy. Is there any, uh, someone's got to, you know what, someone's got to start like wearing a hidden camera to these things, right? There, there's good people that have been sitting, you know, in meetings now over the last year because of the coronavirus where they recorded a lot of this on their screen, right? They have a, 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 some dumb meeting and they're talking about like, yeah, we got to purge all the white people or, you know, something like that. Or basically, you know, yeah, three-month-old babies, they have a preference to their parents, you know, white babies. And therefore, uh, we have to come in and, and, and subvert that instinct that they have to uh, uh, to feel uh, association with their white parents and stuff like we did with the Hasbro thing, right? We talked about that in the Weekend Warrior show. Um, and so that's good that they filmed that, but people need to do it more out, like out and about, basically, right? And maybe there would be char. I, look, I get it. Maybe there would be like charges for something like that. You you record a a, um, a job interview, especially if it's like the RCMP or something like that. But man, I tell you, some of this got to be exposed, right? Because there's so many people that just they don't know how bad it is out there. Um, I mean, even people in our sphere, uh, gen- well, generally, they, they might not keep up with all the news to every day in the way we do here with uh, Red Eyes, but they're still aware of things, right? But I hear from them tuning in now and then, it's just like, oh, I can't believe how fucking bad it is out there. Like, yeah, this, it's, it's, it's happening. Like, it, a sign of a civilization in decline uh, are, are many of the things that we're seeing right now. Mental illness, and I forget who he was that was talking about that. There was a very good clip I saw. And I forget who who the doctor were, but they were t- there was a psychologist, uh, I believe, and he was talking about the general mental health trends uh, in, in in most of the world, actually. But just how he saw this like degradation of the mental state of people. They're like people are losing their minds, right? And they're sitting and watching media, especially with all the lockdowns and stuff. Now they're sitting watching the news. They're they're scared to death about this, right? And they're losing their mental framework. They they are they're unable to resist the propaganda or or, or you know keep it at bay. And they're succumbing to it. They're beginning paranoid. They're getting scared. They're getting mental illness and diseases. And then they're you know all the liberal stuff and all the you know, gender confusion and all these things, which are like encouraged by the system, right? This is like we're 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 at the end of a we're at the end of an era here. We're at the we're we're at an impasse. Um. Anyway, I have a have a little bit more on that later when we get into the push for the mandatory vaccine. By the way, too of 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 why of why they might do this, why why they might actually go down this road. Because because in a normal in a normal world, they knew they know that this would be political suicide. But we're we're but we're not there. We're not. This is a this is where where we're going. There are no roads. <laughs> where, where we're going, there's none of that shit that 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 supposedly matters today is going to matter. Where, where where at least where they want to take us, right? I'm not saying that this is that they'll get us there, but what they want to do is a, a completely different world, right? So they might might actually push for this. 
uh, it would you know completely you know political suicide right but anyway we'll, we'll get into more of that later thank you Archie uh, do appreciate that okay uh Washington Post had a story t- on this here too of course we're going January 6 the hearings uh, of course completely uh completely fair and balanced you know as I say democracy dies in darkness as, as Washington uh, poop uh, tagline goes these days uh, as January 6 hearings begin Republicans side with the terrorists that's right the terrorists so it's not even alleged terrorists or have they been criminally charged yet and how many were there again think back on the Muslim situation right so Islam you know and I know there's some false flags here don't get me wrong but there's also a lot of crazy jihadists right who have actually murdered you know white people people of European descent and they murdered in in other countries too right Philippines uh, uh, with Somalia uh, which is some of the other countries where there are a lot of problems in um, I think some of the North Africans, Af- African countries that have major issues, right? Um, anyway, they go for this like, well, it's, you know, they not all Muslims, right? No, not, not all of them did that. And so therefore we can't demonize them all. But when it comes to these mega, mega, the mega crowd, Trump supporters, Republicans even, conservatives, whatever, and, and, and then it goes up the gamut, up to, you know, nationalist, anti-globalist, uh, white nationalist, certainly. I mean, these are, in their view, uh, the, 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 the most uh, reprehensible, murderous ideologies that exists, right? Although their system is proven to, to, <laughs> to fail every single day, we're seeing proof that what they're trying to push here just doesn't work and you can't actually apply it to, to, to the normal world. Anyway, um, they are they're 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 labeling labeling them all of them terrorists and now they're bringing this vaccine thing into it as well they're, they're making the overlap basically it's all uh, trump supporters basically it's all uh, you know conservatives or republicans or uh, people that don't you know bow down to to global homo basically they are the ones they're the problem they're they're killing people now and they are terrorists right um but so, so you won't get that if i even saw this one guy who's been doing the rounds on on all the left wing um media like um sam cedar i think he was on uh, the young turks uh i think maybe even david pakman had had him on but he, they were he was analyzing all this footage that were coming out in the in the wake of the blm protest in 2020 and this insane um violence that took place and and the looting and the burning and the 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 destruction of property i think it was some of the biggest insurance claim in american history somewhere in the in the round realm of two billion dollars they don't even know it. they're still tallying that up crazy and he's trying to argue well the violence that was up was just on the fringes of the blm protest it was just this little little thing on the side and then these um what, what are they called again the the riot squad or something i forget what the name was that they called them but it was like Elijah Schaefer and some of these other, you know, um, yeah, he works like for the Blaze or something. But they were going around to a lot of these BLM protests and catching a lot of this violence. And this guy is sitting there and arguing, saying, well, that was just on the fringes. And this drove coverage in, you know, on Fox News and all this, the the right-wing media machine out there. Yeah, because there's, there's so much of that, right? Um, and that drove that coverage for, for days on end. And that's dangerous because that's not what BLM was about, you know, kind of thing. So it's like, oh, okay, he's 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 ready to give them the benefit of the doubt and say, well, it wasn't that bad. It was just a, it was just a few of them, right? Do you think these same men, men, these, these same people that have the same mentality will extend that generosity to the people that were 
in Washington, D.C. on January 6th. Of course not. They are all terrorists. Do you think they will extend that to any conservative or Trump voter? No, no, of course not. They are all dangerous terrorists and they all have to go to jail. That's what they're doing. There's no balance. There's no fairness. It's just like off the wall, insane, obvious bias, which is just like, they, I mean, they're playing to win. I get that. They're, they're, they're like, they, they want us dead, these people. They, they, they want us dead. I, I, I get that, right? Somebody who sit here and, and, and be shocked that I'm seeing a headline like this, but it's just like the, it's, you need to see just how blatant they are with it, right? So there was, so as you can see in the screenshot they're using here, there was a clip that was coming out. Uh, and again, not a big fan of, of Matt Gates. I'm not a big fan of Marjorie Taylor Greene. Uh, Louis Gomer, I guess, is a, maybe a little better on something. Paul Gosser certainly seems better on some things. And now, you know, the, all these people are linked and stuff like that. And 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 yes, with Matt Gates, there's a serious uh, question regarding it or not if he's actually going for, like, you know, underage girls. There was had his little, some people allegedly say he had a, a Cuban... Um, a uh, little boy there, love interest and things like that. And I, I, look, they're all politicians. Nothing's off the table, table, right, at this point. But it's interesting that as crazy as the left-wing media try to point, uh, try to paint all these people that were talking about Pizzagate and there's like a, a network of pedophiles and stuff like that, they're basically out here now and like shouting pedophiles at these people uh, and, and they, they were forced to uh, to basically end uh, any an event that I believe took place outside of where they had this select committee on January 6th uh, to bring attention to basically how, how skewed and unbalanced that is. So this is what happened. The people of this country, the answers to the questions. We need, we need a break. We need, the, okay. the, the left is interrupting the press conference. We need to end it. Thank you. For those of you that really care about this process, thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, what you just saw here today is, again, the intolerant left. <laughs> A lot gonna, more than I had that. to actually, here, I'll give those back now. So the whistle. All right, they cut it, cut it short there, but you get the idea, right? So they're, they had, I guess, no, no. These are politicians. You think there'd be some kind of secure, like hold the protesters back or something? I said, no, no, that's just it, right? So they have to like be on the outside. Venues are not accepting. No, I, I, Matt Gates and this Marjorie Taylor Greene, who you know bowed on the most, I mean, apologize on on the most nonsensical dumb issues. Um, they've got they're kind of hijacking this America first a little bit, right? And but but no venues are, are apparently like letting them. You know, use them basically to to have their uh, you know conferences or presentations or talks or anything like that. That's how crazy it's getting, right? These are like elected officials. Uh, and no matter how like how ill you might think of them, you'd think that there'd be something that kind of ensures that they can like you know talk to people and stuff like that. No, they're like forced to be out on the streets, and then their all their events are like disrupted. So that's how crazy things are getting. Um, it's uh, it's just it's crazy, right? Um, okay, so let's move on here a little bit. Uh, let me check interview real quick. Uh, Michael, 57DE. Henrik, did you get uh, the package I sent? Uh, the post office track shows it delivered. Christians did it get delivered to you. Yeah, uh, so yeah, I, we're just about to open that, by the way. So th uh, thank you. I, I do think we uh, we got it. Uh, we'll let you know uh, Friday, uh, but I do, th I do believe we got it. Thank you, Michael, uh, so much again for sending that. Um, I'll double check again. To, I think I might have actually arrived today. So I'll, I'll double check. I'll let you know Friday. Thank you, Michael. Appreciate that. Very kind of you. Thank you for your generous um, donation and help. Do appreciate it. Um, okay, so big tech. This is, of course, no surprise, right? 
um, they've been doing this anyway behind the scenes for a long time. Uh, big, uh, big social media companies are behind the scenes. Um, they have a cry. I forget what the what the the, the offices were called, like the the role that they, it was called, but it was Facebook talks to YouTube, who talks to Twitter, who talks to I mean, well, Instagram is Facebook now, right? But all these different companies. Oh, did you did you ban this person? Okay, well, what did he do? Maybe we should ban him too, right? And that's what they're that's what they've been working on for a long time, and that's why many of these uh, and people like Alex Jones was, of course, you know, booted off of uh, basically every platform within what, like twenty four hours or maybe even less. So Twitter held out a little bit longer, but they took him down eventually, right? But like lockstep, everyone at the same time, right? Um, and of course, this has to do with ADL, and they, they referenced that too, the ADL uh, PayPal team up and stuff like that. Anyway, uh, a simultaneous move by big tech companies work together to counter what they call right-wing terrorism. It's all, all related to what's happening right now. By coordinating censorship along with PayPal announcing that it will be partnering with the n- notorious... Uh, uh, well, who, who wrote this? Steven, Steve Watson? Okay, so he, he, he writes... With the notorious leftist political group, the Anti-Defamation League, uh, I'd give that I'll give that line an F, an F minus. Uh, are they leftist? Not really. I mean, these are they're staunch pro-Zionist Israeli, right? Which is traditionally considered what a right-wing allegiance, more so, right? It's uh, I, I would I would have sec- accepted a uh, a. Uh, a Jewish interest group or, or something like that, right? Because that's how they got started. That's what their, their purpose is. Sure, they branched out a bit and they're attacking other people, which they consider to be attacking other groups. But primarily, it's a pro-Jewish interest group that lobbies for Jewish interests, right? Anyway, he continues here. Prompting critics to warn of a renewed move to crush Internet freedom. Reuters reported Monday that, quote, a counterterrorism organization formed by some of the biggest U.S. tech companies including Facebook and Microsoft, that's right, Microsoft as well, is significantly expanding the types of extremist content shared between firms in a key database, aiming to crack down on material from white supremacists and far-right militias. So here, here, here we go. Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Microsoft, and others will actively share information under the Global Internet Forum to Counter Terrorism. G-I-F-C-T, a body previously reserved for targeting Taliban and Al-Qaeda content. So here we go, right? Everything is shifted now. We accepted the war on them, and now it's the war on us. As is always the case, there is no definition of what extremist content is or what white supremacists or the far right are, but you can rest assured that past experiences have proven that these terms will encompass anything to do with being white, Christian, I would add pagan, not a Marxist, and having an opinion that doesn't jive with leftists in Silicon Valley. Here's a couple of examples. Well, Disclose TV, right? Um, as we've seen, yeah, the, the, the tweets about the ADL teaming up and stuff like that too. As we've seen, Facebook is essentially an arm of the Biden administration at this point and has been working with virulently leftist organizations to center, censor wrong think for years. In addition, the ADL announced Monday that they're partnering with PayPal to, quote, fight extremism and hate by coming together to analyze how extremists leverage financial platforms to fund criminal activity. Which is, so the point with that is, 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 is PayPal joining the ADL 
or is ADL joining PayPal, right? Because that's kind of what we're looking at here, right? Um, and I think, I mean, so they've already had tremendous influence over many financial institutions, right? It's funny because those that the ADL are targeting for saying, well, you're spreading misinformation. There is no power here to, to influence the global financial system uh, or things that the ADL themselves actually manage to do. They are a confirmation of the very conspiracy that they're putting down, which of course is also a very good reason then they, why they would want to put that down, right? Because they're actually engaged in, in that type of behavior, right? Uh, but so I think on the back end, there must be, so unless they merge into the same company, I would assume that it would be, because this is what I think they'll do. I think PayPal will begin sharing all kinds of statistical information, probably going back over a decade with ADL so that they can look at, you know, networks, they can look at people, they can pull out names, they can effectively then dox people or build databases with real names and addresses because this is a show associated with payments with credit cards you know all these things that paypal has gathered over the years right and they're handing that over to the adl and saying here you go look at all this information and now you can target all these people right there has to be there has to be a law against stuff like that you you would think right it has to be something where and we know that it doesn't matter. They do it anyway. And then you go to court and the judge throws it out and says, well, you know, this is terrorism now. So they can do this, basically. Right. So I'm not seeking any justice, you know, in the in the in the criminal uh, justice system. But uh, you could you could try. You can, can at least bring attention to it so that people are experiencing this, um, can understand how severe it is so that, that they begin to organize even more against this kind of activity. Um, yeah, Greenwall talked about this too. The ADL is highly prior to a highly politicized group. Yeah, it's, an, it's a Jewish ethnic interest group. Uh, and do they have a political agenda as well? Absolutely. Uh, they have a financial agenda. They gain a lot. They make a lot of money on on, on finding and in some cases then creating even hate. They create. They're, they're working with forces which is part of manufacturing this kind of stuff, which they make money on, and then they can show that to the rest of the world. Look at all these dangerous terrorists. You know. Um, anyway, he says, uh, completely liberal and aligned with the DNC, just a tad bit more pro-Israeli in their focus, but otherwise no difference as well. I mean, Jonathan Greenblatt was at the inauguration, uh, to, to, to put down Glenn Greenwald's point here a little bit, he's not wrong, but, the, but it's wider than them being a DNC asset or something like this, right? Uh, Jonathan Greenblatt, who's the head of the ADL, he went to uh, Trump's um, inauguration of uh, the U.S. Embassy being moved to Jerusalem from Tel Aviv, right? He was there with uh, Candace Owens were, were there and stuff, right? These people are very, uh, it's very incestuous between a lot of these people, right? So they go across political affiliations. And as uh, APAC said, no matter who's in the White House or who, who, who what party is getting the votes, uh, our interests are going to be represented that. And it's very much the same with the ADL, right? So it's a little myopic for by Glenn Greenwald to just kind of hone in on that, to be honest. Be honest. Uh, anyway, he says, this is yet another union between establishment liberalism and big tech to control and censor the Internet. Uh, yes, it is, right? All right, so uh, good stuff. Amazing times. Absolutely amazing times. Uh, William Shear, thank you for the uh, roses. Kind of you, and thank you for the Bravo as well, and the Leon Lime. Uh, appreciate that. Let me see if I saw another one up here real quick. Um, 
What do we have? Fancy Pants from Easy. Thank you. Uh, very kind of you over on Trovo. Uh, okay, let me see here. Let me see where else we're... Where are we going here? Um, Vice Report. That's right, this one. We could play this real quick. Vice Reporter calls Gab a dark web platform, right? And again, this is the just, justification. The alternative, the few alternatives now that do exist there that allow free speech and actually stands up for the First Amendment when we talk about the, the U.S., uh, are being continually targeted for basically enabling terrorist content. And they're, they're, it's part of the dark web. It's very dangerous. You need to be controlled. We need to shut it down, basically, right? So listen to what she uh, said here during this interview that she did, this vice uh, uh, so-called reporter uh, with, uh, was it Mallorca, I think it was? What's, what's his first name again? Uh, Homeland Secretary of Homeland Security, Alejandro Mallorcas. Listen to what she says here with Twitter and with some of these dark web with Twitter and with some of these dark web uh, platforms we're seeing kind of pop up like Gab. So (laughs) the dark web is an extraordinary challenge. Drawing the line uh, between speech and the connectivity between speech and violence is not always easy, but that's our responsibility. and We do it always guided by our constitutional principles. Our focus on the dark web is in the criminal arena. It doesn't sound like they're super helpful, right? No, no, no. I I don't mean to, to, you know, cast an aspersion on their commitment to shared goals of eradicating domestic violent extremism, the connectivity between speech and violence. But I think they share the challenge that we do in embracing and championing free speech and identifying when a line is crossed between that speech and antisocial behavior that endangers others. There has been a sort of rewriting of history. Okay, it cuts off right there. There you go. Uh, Surprisingly nuanced in his delivery, I must say. He was kind of defending Gabby. I guess in a way he was, right? Uh, But again, this is a reporter trying to claim that like, this has nothing to do with the dark, like gab.com, www.gab.com. This was <laughs> on the dark corners of the internet. Yeah, like you mean on, on like Twitter feeds or, or, or where, you know what I mean? They're, they're ending that now so that soon, soon enough it will be that. But what they cannot comprehend is that there's just normal people out there, millions of people that think like this, that think things that you don't think. And they're inability or just their, uh, their their refusal to believe that in a desperate attempt to try to claim that this is somehow some dark underground like if if they wouldn't have done all the censorship that they uh, have done which has which has driven some of this type of content that she's targeting here underground it would have been right in the forefront why because people who do talk about these things are not ashamed of it they don't care. They think this is important. This is reality. These are the things that are, are, are of concern to us. We want to talk about this right in the open. You're the ones who are driving it off the, the, the internet. And in their dumb ass move here, they think that that's going to make it go away, right? Out of sight, out of mind, which is not how it works. And in fact, you're only hardening the other side. You're actually making it more dedicated. You're making it um, completely understand that there's a major force out there. They're continuously trying to demonize them, trying to slander them, try to censor them, and try to put them down, right? And this is a, a very big 
you know, you think these people have some one-on-one psychology that they would understand. Like if you if you continue to do this, that you you'll strengthen the. Uh, um, the the, the uh, perseverance of the group. You'll strengthen strengthen the bonds of the groups. You, all these things, right? But anyway, so maybe in a dumb, some weird way, I guess it's maybe it's good then. You know, have have at it. What, what can we do? This is what we're uh, faced with here. Uh, Michael sends another link here on uh, entropy. Do uh, do you really believe the state is not replacing you with what uh, <laughs> with censor word who will also examine who will also exterminate later. Uh, who they also will, sorry, exterminate later. Uh, what was the link here? Uh, Western Journal. Let me see if I can pull that in uh, real quick. I'm not sure. I'm, uh, uh, yes, I've heard there's uh, just a complete disarray at the border. And again, this is happening, you know, right when all the coronavirus stuff and vaccine is happening. And it's perfect, you know, uh, diversion for that too. Uh, police just discovered an entire hotel has been rented out for COVID-positive immigrants. That's right. I did see that, that they were just letting in. Um, again, I don't. I don't think it's as bad as they say, so I'm not hung up on it because of the COVID, but I'm hung up on it over the fact that we can't go somewhere, we can't do anything, but these migrants can just walk across the border, supposedly COVID positive, and nothing happens. And they're in fact, they're putting them next to and in proximity to it's they. I mean, they want this, right? They want to, this. They love this pandemic because they can change the world and reform it in their image, right? And they love these migrants because they will continue, continues, continually vote for them, right? Um, okay, reading real quick here because we, we do have a, a lot more to get here, actually. A charity in the border town of La Jolla, uh, I think it is, right? Texas reporter has rented an entire hotel to house illegal immigrants who have tested positive for COVID-19, giving no notification to the local community. Fox News State Department correspondent Rich Edson tweeted Wednesday night, police in uh, La Jolla, Texas, a border town, announced a charity has rented an entire hotel for COVID-positive migrants. They say, uh, they say they only found out when a family showing symptoms and staying there at, at a restaurant next door. A customer flagged down a police officer. Later post added they are advising La Jolla to mask up and distance. Of course, they have to do that stuff, right? Yep, absolutely crazy. Insane stuff. Thank you for sending that, Michael. Do appreciate it. Um, let's do this real quick. Um, I wanted you to see it. The uh, woman who did the um, uh, D'Angelo, she did White Fragility, uh, came out of the woodworks with a second book called, I think, Nice White People, I think, or something like that, uh, one term like that. And it's interesting because they've, it's, they've seems to, that they've given up altogether on trying to reach conservatives. And now the real target here. Uh, is white leftists, right? And I'm, I'm kind of, I enjoy, I'm enjoying watching some of this, to be honest. They're the big problem. They're the ones who are doing all this. And it doesn't matter how, how nice you are, how much you attempt to do to prove that you're not a racist. And, and, and you can obey at every single turn. You can bow down when you need to bow down. You can shut up when you need to shut up. You need to speak out. Then you speak out. You give money. You give money. And say we don't do, we don't need you goddamn white supremacist money. I can don't you think I can make it on my own? Oh, I'm sorry, sorry. Doesn't matter what you do, right? Can never win with these people. Check out this uh, little uh, clip here. Right in into this, you write in your because there is no choir. So this idea that I'm the choir means I've arrived with the. You oh, know, is it going to be skipping? Uh, please. Oh, okay, please. I did see. Okay, let me do this then. Damn it, I did see this. Um, I thought I thought I saw it real quick when I was queuing up the the clip. Let me do this. I'll click quick here. I do want to play this. 
because I think it's it's going to be worth it. Let me play it in the uh, player on this side and see if it is. If, if it skips, we'll move on to the next clip. Um, sorry about this, guys. Technical issue. Here it is. Nice white people. Let me uh, let me see if this one starts here. Okay, let me go forward to the point where she shows up. I'm doing it in a player here instead because it's uh, internally in the software we're skipping. Sometimes when you um, get a file, uh, it doesn't get the index. Let me see where they are here. In Robin D'Angelo's New York Times bestselling book, White Fragility, okay. she makes works. a bold assertion that I agree with 100%. White liberals are the worst when it comes to talking <laughs> about racism. Well, in her new book, Nice Racism, How Progressive White People Perpetuate Racial Harm, D'Angelo uses her years of anti-racism work to go in deep mm. on why it's not white nationalists who give black folks like me the blues. It's all those nice white people who think they're woke. This is incredible. Thank you, uh, Robin, for writing this book. This is, this is great. I'm, to I'm completely in support of this. Robin D'Angelo joins me now. Robin, great to see you. Um, and thank you again for coming on my Washington Post podcast. Let's dive right in into this. You write in your book that you know you are uh, in for a time with a group that you're meeting with when someone comes up to you and says, you're preaching to the choir. Why is that such a red flag? <laughs> because there is no choir. So this idea that I'm the choir means I've arrived. Uh, you know, I'm good to go. I know all I need to know. And I'm in the position now to let everybody else know what they need to know. Uh, that's one piece of it. The other piece is this collective idea. This whole group of people uh, is the choir and has arrived. And the irony is that while white people are telling me I'm preaching to the choir, uh, black people are are the ones who brought me in uh, with the, you know, uh, plea, please help us with these white people. So our idea of how uh, advanced we are oh, nice. is not uh, usually in alignment with the reality. And one of the reasons why you sing, you you single out white progressives at the quote unquote choir uh, is because there's this, this is idea a, that this is, in order, a, it, this is if amazing, someone is right? racist, this is, it's fantastic that they're doing this. I'm just, <clears throat> I don't know. It's, it's you can't can't get any better than. <laughs> <laughs> this is a complete insanity. Um, you know, they do bad things. Um, and why, you know, white nationalists, I'm not worried about a white nationalist or a member of the KKK because I know, I know who they are and how to stay away from them. But it's white progressives so you, who are me, the ones who give so us... Why, and so that, that's also an interesting thing. We've talked about that then, right? That if these people are so bad and so horrible... Why don't let them go, right? Why not just let them do what they want to do in a way? And I and I guess that's, in a weird way, that's kind of what's happening here. That they're like increasingly sickened by the uh, by the white people that are like groveling and they're trying to do something. They're kind of they're distancing themselves from that and they're saying basically it's not good enough and you will never be good enough, basically just because you're white. So it's not, you know, of what behavior they have or what they do. They despise you because you're white. And these white liberals are learning this the hard way. I mean, even D'Angelo, I, th I think there's no necessarily an early, early section flag on this this one. It, it could be, but I, I don't think so. Uh, I've looked a couple of times, uh, but there's no proof of that. Not yet. Um, so she's, she's doing 
in a, in an ironic way, she's doing all this herself to make to to show that she though is the good one, right? I'm even calling out all the bad ones that are just like me and talk like me, but I'm the good one because I'm saying how bad they are. It's a you can and so it's in the veneer of being some kind of selfishness, but that it's just like completely selfish, right? It's, it's incredible. All right, let's continue here. Where are we? The blues we because in myriad ways they do something or say something that perpetuate racial harm uh, to us. Talk about that. There's a theme when you talk to black people who um, are in workplaces where they're usually one of just a few, which would be most workplaces, most. Um, and that of that theme is exhaustion. Uh, the <laughs> well, thousand how can they be if they're only uh, they're talking about the U.S. here? If they're only 13 percent of the population, how can they reasonably be if you want to have an equal? Um, representation of the demographic makeup of the country how can you have them you know they're according to their own standards be more than 13 percent of of a, of a group in the workplace now it's not always like that of course some jobs it's 100 percent them and of course no one complains on that when it's 100 percent white that's a big problem that's basically against the law and that's going to you know coming to it's actually going to be you know hammered into law here soon too many white people that's illegal um, but how you, they're not going to be hundred percent everywhere. It's impossible unless you get rid of all the, the whites and, and maybe that's what they want. Daily little cuts, the slights, the indignities, uh, and they don't stand alone. Maybe I said that one thing, but it's the 10th time that day or that week. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's so much harder to get your hands on. There's a lot of smiling. There's a lot of niceness. Oh no, uh, there's a, will you listen to that? There's just so much smiling and niceness going on. It ha has to be some subtextual, uh, some, uh, uh, you know, come coercive racism <laughs> coming through. These people are fucking lunatics. They're absolutely insane. And I just, uh, let's have it coming. I mean, this is incredible. This is just like, uh, you know, the, for a while it was microaggressions. It's not even that anymore. It's not even aggressions anymore. Now, smiling too much and being nice are micro cuts. <laughs> this is amazing. Uh, and they don't stand alone. Maybe I said that one thing, but it's the 10th time that day or that week. Uh, it's so much harder to get your hands on. There's a lot of smiling. There's a lot of niceness. Uh, <laughs> it, it's a conflict avoidant Man. culture uh, often, a passive aggressive culture. Mm -hmm. And that's just harder to deal with. It's more insidious. There's more gaslighting. And, you know, you you have a whole chapter on moves by white progressives and you you walk through a whole bunch of them and we don't have time to talk about them. But talk about real quickly credentialing, how white progressives <laughs> use credentialing. Go ahead. Credentialing is um, the evidence that white people offer up to establish that they are not racist. Uh, we say things like I had a black roommate in college. I come from Boston. I come from Canada. <laughs> Uh, uh, I've, I've heard it all. Uh, I've traveled. I speak several languages. I marched in the 60s. These, these claims that we offer up as certification, uh, which unfortunately we don't realize are typically not convincing at all. I would imagine, and you, you can tell me, Jonathan, that you're rolling your eyes uh, when I say something like that. And the subtext is... <laughs> I'm not racist, so I am not going to be open or accepting of any 
uh, feedback to the contrary. Mm-hmm. Right? My identity has been established. So it, it functions Holy as a shit. kind of protective barrier. And with that, we're going to have to leave it there. But I really wow. encourage people, one, first, listen to our, our 45-minute conversation on my Washington Post. Of course, he did that for the Washington Post, right? <clears throat> Unbelievable stuff. It just gets better and better each day. Uh, it's incredible. Incredible times. Um, niceness is now the worst kind of racism. <laughs> and it went pretty quick, actually. It went very, very quickly, right? Um, here's more of the problems. Actually, let me do this one first. Um, holy, holy shit. Rhodium made him, uh, made him a huge uh, donor on entropy. Thank you. Rodium man, very, very kind of you. Thank you so much. Um, let me see here. Please watch uh, these videos about a re- reoccurring global catastrophe due again soon. And if interested, the greater playlist, which includes them. Uh, I sent more info yesterday via email. Okay, good. I'll uh, keep my eye out for that. Video number one, seven minute would be excellent to show to everyone. Maybe tomorrow. Um, yeah, maybe Friday. Uh, we could do that. I'll definitely check out the links. And then there's a video to one hour. Yeah, so uh, Rodney Megan says here, uh, Suspicious Observers uh, is the channel. I had that guy who's behind that back on in, ooh, was it 2013, maybe 14 or something like that. And, of course, we used to cover a lot more about that, you know, about the the, the bigger uh, cycles of catastrophe, you know, ancient, going into the ancient record and things like that. Like, very, a lot of interesting things, which I'm still interested in, right? Um, so I might be familiar with some of the concepts presented. Now, I know that there was, a, at least for me, there was this, like, fatigue uh, regarding, you know, the end of the world around, like, you know, tw- the 2012 thing and stuff like that. And a lot of people were like, you know, there's always a new date, which always makes it difficult. But I will say this, though, uh, Rodi Maiden, that, and it could be that it's, you know, aligned with something bigger, a bigger, I mean, a bit, what, fourth turning uh, is one one concept, right? And it, it's kind of reflected again in the the decline of civilization. I think I, I think we do on a greater sc- cycle and a scale succumb to uh, you know bigger you know not some new agey but cosmic cycles, right? And I mean even even, even uh, you know the Kali Yuga thing, right? There's even what Spengler uh, uh, you know focused on some of this, or you know some of these people are are, are kind of aware of that, right? Um, but it could be, uh, I think, yeah, and, and the, as I said, the bigger cycle was like well, 11,500 or something, right? Seems to be a cyclical uh, major catastrophe with just like, you know, everything everything ends and then it begins, you know, over at that point. Uh, but um, yeah, I'll check out the videos. Uh, it could be related to that or it could be that someone is like giving a new, some new date or something. I'm not sure about e- either it's related to that. But the point is, I still think that even if it's not part of a bigger cycle, we're doing this to ourselves. There is a global catastrophe that is is like in the works right now. And I'm not saying we're doing it to ourselves. It's being engineered, but we're allowing it to happen, right? And and due to the fact that people are not paying attention, we are inadvertently kind of just letting it happen, right? So I, I think you're right overall. But thank you so much, Rodion Maiden, for the uh, the generous super chat. Thank you so much. Uh, I'll check out the videos. Uh, and again, as I said, I'm, I'm uh, aware of the suspicious observer, and he's done some good stuff over the years. Uh, I haven't checked out his stuff for a long time, though, so that should be that should be interesting. Okay, uh, here we go. EU's crackdown on humor and memes. Uh, they're going after everything, right? So they're going after white liberals. They're going after if you are having fun in any capacity uh, with any of this uh, stuff that's happening, uh, you're a terrorist. The European Union released a non-satirical report this week offering that humor, including the sharing of memes, 
could be a sign your peer is a far-right extremist. In partnering with the Radicalization Awareness Network, an EU-funded group involved with countering violent extremism through surveillance and security, the European Commission published an 18-page report titled It's Not Funny Anymore, Far-Right Extremism and the Use of Humor. There you go, from the European Commission, an actual, uh, an actual source here. It's not, it's not made up. We're not making this up. Humor has become a central weapon of extremist movements to subvert open societies and to lower the threshold towards violence, the report states. Especially within the context of a recent wave of far-right terrorist attacks, we witness playful ways in communicating racist ideologies. This, so you can't have any fun, even if you're being facetious, even if you're obviously uh, being comical, although you might underline a serious issue or something, this is a major problem. Because, because why? Because it's effectful, right? Because it works. This, again, you want to know why, like in any of these dystopian you know, movies where like there's a dictator at the podium and they're like wagging their finger at you and they use some like... You know, I actually in the Weekend Warrior show, I played a clip from uh, Equilibrium, right? Everyone is taking this drug to to nullify their emotions, right? That human emotions are wrong. And we're, we're already there because they're banning and outlawing hate, which is a human emotion. And so the only logical conclusion you can make is, well, what other emotion is next? And well, in this case, it seems that they're going for for humor, for for laugh, for laughter. That's that's the big problem now. The big issue with the world is people who laugh too much at serious issues. Or, or, or at all. I, I, even shitposter, I would say. Troll, people trolling. Um, this paper scrutinizes how humor functions as a potential factor in terms of influencing far-right extremist violence. And I'm not, I'm not seeing too much of this violence that I keep reading about over and over and over again. I do see a lot of violence on the far left, though, I see a lot of murders from BLM and burning people and beating people up and hunting them down because they're white and, uh, you know, these kinds of things and destroying property and things. But I don't really see this far right extremist violence really anywhere, to be honest. Right. In block uh, in block quotes on page five of this report, it states the following. The most potent weapon known to mankind are satire and ridicule. True story. And you know who they reference? They reference Saul Alinsky uh, regarding this too, back in 1971, his round book, Rules for Radicals. And many people actually on the right have been talking about that book. And they said, it's a great method, ridicule them, have fun with them. Memes is a very powerful way, of course, to, you know, it's a memetic warfare, right? It's, uh, um, what do you call it again? It's, uh, what is the word for it, right? That it's like a thought form or something. I forget what the term for it is. But it's like a, it's an actual concept. I'm not sure if it's in psychology, but there's an actual concept of like it, it, it essentially being like a form of a, a mind virus. And, and and you could argue anything is right. There's a commercial is that at the end of the day. A, a movie is this. Nothing is, you know, out of bounds or being influential, right? Uh, anyway, continues here. A significant portion of the EU's humor documents discusses memes and how they are supposedly indicative of right-wing extremism. 
According to the EU, the far right puts a lot of time and energy into meme production to spread their ideology. There's a couple of uh, wonderful examples here that the EU is pulled. The, the detached elite, the unelected uh, ruling class elites in the EU, right? That This is what they're funding now, this kind of work. Some of the supposedly racist means co-opted by extremists that the EU reference, including Peppa the Frog, that's, that's old school stuff, the dog meme, and the Wojak meme, for instance. Peppa the Frog is said to have been appropriated to become the icon of the alt-right. God, this is so, this is so boomer tier here. This is incredible, right? In recommendations for approaching such identified extremism, the commission argues for the deplatforming of accounts from social media, of course. So if you are having any fun with any of this, straight to jail. There's no direct reference to left-wing extremism, of course not. And whether individuals who promote racial ideas on all sides of the political aisle ought to face consequences as well. No, of course not. This is, again, this is, uh, that's right, the Federalist. Okay, they're not quite, they're, they're not quite um, fully, they're not quite fully understanding what this is about yet. Well, I'll give some news for you. Uh, hate white. Hate whitey. Hate white. Get, get rid of the whites. That's, that's the basic outline uh, of what they're working towards here, uh, the Federalists. That, that's what you have to understand. Once literacy on the extremist underpinnings of strategic humor is established, the next step is to closely monitor dynamics around far-right meme cultures, the report states. Online cultures quickly develop into extremist movements, as seen in the conspiracy cults and around QAnon and the anti-government militias in the United States, known as the Boogaloo movement. Do you see how all of this is being America, America-fied too? It's like anything that happens in the U.S., with their gay ops, it's like EU is like talking about this on the forefront now. Ban them all because of the Boogaloo movement. As far as I know, there's nothing, there's no Boogaloo movement in the EU or, or anywhere in Europe. Under the resources section at the end of the report, several websites are listed, including Urban Dictionary, Tech Against Terrorism, Meme War Weekly, Know Your Meme, and CAR, Guide to Online Radical Right Symbols, Slogans, and Slurs. The authors are leftist Rahim Ahmed, Big surprise. A PhD candidate and Mike Fializ, Fializ, a doctorate fellow, a doctorate fellow, there you go, studying far right movements, digital cultures, and online activism. All right. This is, uh, we're in a new era, folks. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Humor and memes. And I mean, we were kind of, what, facetiously talking about this in a way, right, uh, a while ago. Uh, and uh, and now it's here. Now it's here. Now it is right in, front, right in front of our faces, right in front of our noses. But you know what? Let's just, let's just get this over with. Let's just get, uh, get this on, as they say. Uh, I think the sooner the better at this point. Anyway, to uh, cleanse our uh, little palate here, let's uh, watch something somewhat different. I am gay. Are you gay? And if not, would you like to try to be gay? Do you know that straight men can have sex with men and not be gay? They can. There are trans men who, who lactate. There are those who go by he, him, different pronouns. It is not hurting cis women to say chest feeding, but it does hurt those who go by other pronouns to continue to say breastfeeding, especially if they have body dysmorphia. I don't believe in being straight. 
I don't believe it's possible to be straight. The gender binary is a racist cultural construction created by white scientists in the 19th century as a means of showing the supposed superiority of Western civilization at being the only culture able to uphold sexual dichotomy. Gender fluid means my gender changes depending on the day or week or even depending on the hour. It also means the pronouns I'm comfortable with can change too. You do mess up somebody's pronouns, all you need to do is correct yourself and apologize. You don't need to fall over yourself saying, oh God, I, I totally love transgender people. I've seen all four seasons of Transparent because no one has seen all four seasons of Transparent. Straight men can be attracted to the sex act, but not to the man. Straight men having sex with men doesn't cancel somebody's heterosexuality any more than a straight woman having sex with a woman cancels her sexuality. Right. Women are Sammy. not the only people who give birth. Trans men and non-binary persons also get pregnant and give birth. It's important to include these people when we're talking about labor and delivery because they do it too. All you Karens out there who have your panties in a bunch about the fact that doctors are starting to use the term pregnant person instead of pregnant women, I want you to listen up. Women are people. Non-binary people and trans men are also people. So this term includes everyone that was born with a uterus and could be pregnant. I'm introducing a new gender alignment called gender apathetic. I don't care how you perceive me. I don't care how you refer to me. Pronouns, anything goes. I exist out of spite and to make cis people upset when they look me up and down and go, you'll never be a real boy. And I'll go, yeah, I know, cause I'm a girl. I talk about my experience being non-binary and then I get a bunch of people in my comments who are like, no, you're not non-binary. You're either a girl or a boy, pick one. So which one are you? And it's like, huh, so you can't manage to sort me into one of those two categories. So it's almost like there are people who do not easily fall into one of those two categories. Bisexual men are attracted to both men and women to different degrees. Straight men are not attracted to men. They're attracted the to the sex with men. This guy doing? Gal who hasn't had any surgeries which means I have an Audi, not a ninny. So when I go out in public, Maybe a ninny. tuck. The tiny tuck. The typical tuck. It's not a guessing game for you to play over whether I'm a girl or a boy about what's in my pants, or if I'm pan or bi or trixic or homoflexible or gray romantic or anything Homo else. Flexible. You don't need to fully understand the nuances of gender identity or sexuality to know that each person knows who they are better than you ever will. <clears throat> All right. Fantastic. This is, uh, we're right at the end, folks. We're, we're just hang on a little bit longer. Uh, we're, we're, all, we're almost there. We're, we're almost there. Uh, I got to play, uh, uh, got to play uh, the end later, right? With uh, doors, right? Is it the doors? Yeah. Got to pull that up later. Uh, okay. <clears throat> uh, okay. <laughs> Holy shit. Here's uh, Bolsonaro speaking of, uh, and, I, and I believe the media outlet is called uh, Globo, uh, but I could be wrong on that. Uh, he, Bolsonaro in, in Brazil is uh, is calling out uh, some of the media uh, in his country. Check this out. Pare de, de tocar no assunto, você quer botar, me bota o celular agora, vai botar agora, estou sem massa em Guaratinguetá, está feliz agora? Você está feliz agora? 
Essa Globo é uma merda de imprensa. Vocês são uma porcaria de imprensa. Vocês são um cala a boca. Vocês são canalha. Vocês são fazem jornalismo, jornalismo canalha, vocês fazem. Canalha, que não ajudam em nada. Vocês não ajudam em nada. Vocês destroem a família brasileira, destroem a religião brasileira. Vocês não prestam. A Rede Globo não presta. É uma péssima órgão de informação. Se você não assiste a Globo, você não tem informação. Se assiste, está desinformado. Você tinha que ter vergonha na cara se prestar um serviço porco, que é isso que você faz na Rede Globo. Obrigado. All right, there you go. Fantastic. Good for uh, Bolsonaro uh, for talking, uh, fighting back a little bit, right? I was actually going to try. Let's see if I can st fire up uh, Odyssey. Let me just see if that works. One second, guys. Let me see if that works. That could be uh, that could be interesting. Uh, let me start that and see if it worked. I did actually try while well, playing the video here. Try to fire that up. So if you want to watch it on Odyssey, uh, the other the, the second half here of the show because we're getting to the uh, the COVID stuff now. Uh, after we've uh, got some uh, very interesting uh, palate palate cleansers there. Uh, let me just double check here and see if. Uh, it actually starts up. Is it gonna? Is gonna? Is it gonna happen? Anyway, while we're waiting for that, let's uh, let's just go into it then. <clears throat> Regardless, uh, okay. Pfizer now sees. This is, so so this is the uh, the financial aspect to this here, right? This is the biggie. Uh, the, the the biggie, which I thought that you know traditionally leftists would uh, you know come down on this. They would uh, question. Uh, big farm, all the money that's involved in this, the uh, capitalist uh, pigs, so uh, to use their vernacular, um, against, uh, you know, in all these, uh, in this industry, right? Selling this to humans and stuff. And especially when it's, you know, only approved for emergency use authorization. And of course, they're pushing now more jabs, right? A third one, a fourth one, a yearly one, etc. But so anyway, right now, Pfizer which I think uh, somewhere along with Moderna is the, 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 the top vaccine pusher here. Uh, Pfizer now sees 33.5 billion in 2021 vaccine sales, up from 26 billion, and says a third dose of its COVID-19 shot strongly boosts protection against the Delta variant. Strongly boosts. Is that is that like Trump uh, vernacular or something? Um, it's a bit odd, isn't it? Yeah, I don't. I don't think Odyssey is starting still. Is it? Oh, yeah, actually, it is. It is. Okay, good, cool. All right, so that's up and running over on Odyssey. Good stuff. They fixed that while we were doing the show here. Um, and of course, people should still be vaccinated. Twitter informed us, even if they've already had COVID nineteen. This is what, uh, according to Twitter.com, what health authorities or agencies and medical experts say, according to medical experts and health agencies, people should get vaccinated regardless of whether they have previously been infected with COVID-19 because it remains unclear how strong or long-lasting the protection from natural antibodies is. Studies have shown that vaccination provides a strong boost in protection uh, people who have recovered from COVID-19, which is not true because most studies where they've um, would have checked who's had both vaccines when it comes to those who have been hospitalized, uh, it varies a little bit somewhat between countries. Initially, they said about something like 60% in the UK, I think it was in Australia, uh, that had both jabs, right? And then they retracted that and say, oh, no, we got those numbers wrong. Okay, well, that's still 40%. That If you twist the numbers, still 40%. In the UK, there's something around 50% of the people that have taken both jabs that are hospitalized. And people are still dying 
are still up in the percentages as well, right? So again, even according to their own numbers, it is just uh, it, it's just not true, right? So of course, the majority of this is about uh, milking uh, the coronavirus, right? Is, is there was this someone who had a, a good tweet on that, by the way? Uh, I'll I'll see if I can find it later. I, that's right. I, there was an image of that, but I don't know. I'll show that in a moment. Um, here's uh, Zero Hedge here too. CDC director hints at health passes, warns COVID may be uh, a few mutations away from evading vaccines. So you know that this then is going to be the push, uh, not only for more vaccines, um, but like probably something like a yearly uh, or more vaccines for you know the rest of the population and mandating vaccines and stuff like that. But there will be something like a a yearly push, right? Or maybe twice a year. I think Pfizer were talking about something like three, two to three shots per year. And of course, um, as you can see in the meme here, this is uh, not only, of course, about milking money out of COVID, but that's a, still a big part of it. It has to be recognized. Massive part of this is massive, huge, big pharma corporations like Moderna that was basically going under before any of this happened. They had no product to market, and all of a sudden they show up with this mRNA uh, experimental te- technology and... Uh, I mean, 11.5 million, right? Uh, 11.5 million. Uh, is that the net worth of uh, Stefan Bansell? Or is it, is it, am I getting that completely wrong? Let me see here. How do you spell his last name? Bansell. Let me just see here. I'm just, I just want to make sure. Yeah, Google had it right in the, uh, they had it right in the, sorry guys, I'm boomering out here. Google had it right in the, like the, the little summary on the right hand side when you t- typed it in. Okay. All right. I correct that. Here we go. And this is actually updated from yesterday. Maybe that's because of the stock going up and down. I said 11.5 million. No. Network of Stefan Bansell, the CEO of Moderna. 10.8 billion. It was just two days ago. It was about 11.5. That's why I said 11.5 million. It was 11.5 billion US dollars. His net worth. Now it's oh, it's down to 10. Jeez, how how will he survive? The guy, right? Um. So no one cares about this on the left. They just don't give a shit. Center for Disease Control and Prevention director, the director there, Dr. Rochelle Walensky, told reporters during a a teleconference on Tuesday that her biggest concern is that the CCP virus or the uh, China, the, uh, the was it, uh, hard called the, the Qingchong AIDS, uh, may be just a few mutations away from being able to evade vaccines. Let's play the uh, the clip with here too, because she is confronted too, I think, on the, on the whether or not we should have in the U.S. Uh, European-style health uh, or p- vaccine passports. Uh, rather, listen to this. You know, I don't want to play the blame game here, but uh, uh, you know, for vaccinated people, you know, why is this happening to them? I mean, this is a situation created by the high oh, numbers of people doing, still unvaccinated he's doing journalism in this here. country. Is that a fair statement? 
This is a situation that is created by more and more transmission of the Delta virus among people who are unvaccinated. This is not about who needs to take responsibility. That is, that is not really why um, we put this guidance out. We put this guidance out because the science mm -hmm. demonstrates that if you are vaccinated, you could potentially give disease to someone else. And that was what was the motivation for this. Uh, and just last question, because I know they're doing it in Europe, but you're not CDC yeah, director of Europe, which I'm sure you're plenty happy about. But they, they're issuing health, health passes there, right? Where, you know, you can go to a disco or a discotheque, as they like to call it there, if you have a, a health pass. Is that something that the CDC would ever lean into or lean perhaps into. advise here? You know, I think some communities are doing that, and, and that may very well be, be a path forward. I do want to sort of comment that in some fully vaccinated uh, venues, um, if there are people, if they're unmasked, and there are a few people who are transmitting there be as a fully vaccinated person, it is possible to pick up disease in those settings. We've <laughs> seen that in some of our outbreak investigations this summer, which right. is why overall it's so very critical to just get the um, huge amount of disease in some of these areas down. Again, but the vaccinated people getting it by and large, they're not getting sick or ill. They're just you oh, know, no, carrying the virus. Oh, yeah, yeah. Me. Of course. No, no, no. There's totally not vaccinated people that are dying. Of course not. That's just not happening. That's just not true. They then pass it on. The vaccination is the easiest, best, most direct way to stay healthy and keep other people Look at healthy. Look she's doing this. No. Um, Dr. Shel Walensky, uh, I appreciate you being with no, us. No, no. Yes. Yes, of course. No, that's, what is that? Is that a, is that a Freudian giveaway, right? These there areas the down. Again, but the vaccinated people getting it by and large, they're not. That's right. The gay disco. Uh, Anti-narchisty. Anti Anti-narchisty. Sorry, got that wrong. Um, disco is for gays anyway. <laughs> so why is that the, they'd say the world is turning into a gay disco. Anyway, check our uh, bottle language here at the end. It's very strange. Not getting sick or ill. They're just, you know, carrying the virus and can maybe then pass it on. The vaccination is the easiest, best, most direct way to stay healthy nope. and keep other nope. people healthy. No, 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 no. Um, Dr. Shel Walensky. Uh, I appreciate you being <laughs> with us this morning. Thank you. It's like she has a cleft tongue. She's speaking out of uh, both ends of her, of her, um, whatever that is, on the top of her neck there. Um, okay. All right. So, okay. Let me let me take these on entropy. This is okay. So we're going to get into here now. Uh, President Ubunga over on Entropy Stream. Thank you, sir, for the uh, generous donation. From Weekend Warrior, the Israelis is going so hard on COVID-1984 does not disprove the Jewish conspiracy. No, it wasn't that. It was just um, a reflection that we did in the Weekend Warrior show that, you know, with uh, uh, Naftali Bennett and stuff being very hardline and, you know, saying if you're not vaccinated, you, you're... Uh, uh, you're putting our freedoms at risk, right? We played that clip, and the, and there are protests now outside of his uh, the new prime minister's uh, house and things like that. Uh, more, more, if that came out wrong, I think more of the reflection was that they are throwing their own under the bus. But I still make the argument that I I believe that they're doing it because they think that it works, right? They're mandating this because they want to make sure that they're number one and that their people survive. Now, there's people on the behind the scenes that we don't see that I personally believe knows what's going on and 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 they just don't care. And they're also willing to sacrifice maybe their own. I, I, I'm not sure what's going on. Anyway, uh, President Obonga continues here. The real reason, and, and he argues this, the real reason is that Israel want to be the ones to lead the world into the transhuman age via the flu world order. I, I agree with you there. 
the FWO for Flu World Order is the final solidification of globalist control. They use the borders of our nation states as their checkpoints. Yeah, so I think uh, uh, I think you're right in the sense that the vaccine is kind of crossing a Rubicon as well, right? Because it's a new experimental mRNA technology, which which does modify or alter, if you will. Um, your, your, the makeup of your body, right? Even if it's a small beginning, right? It's a small beginning. It produces a spiked protein. And it's taking building blocks from your cells and so forth and, and your, ultimately then your body and producing the spike protein. And that's a, that's a modification of sorts, right? You're altering um, the... Uh, some, some people are going to say genes, but you could say then uh, molecules, you could say, you know, whatever you're comfortable with. It's all altering your base material that you're having you to produce this, right? And so we're, we're, we're crossing into a, a place where it will be seen as okay to, in order to, let's say, defeat a disease or a dysfunction or something, the path forward is to genetically alter yourself to do it, like not using things to allow your body, for example, to, to change or to adapt for it uh, to, towards those circumstances, right? So I think you're right there in the sense that they are... Uh, they want to be number one. They want to lead the the, the, the forefront. But my argument too is, uh, Ubunga, is that if some of them know that it will have drastic consequences on the health of the people that are taking it. Now, I think the majority of people that we see in front of the cameras, they they I think they pro they believe this. They're you know some people argue like, oh well, they were getting uh, they were just getting saline in, uh, injections, right? If they if they ever do this in front of the cameras, or even when they go, go and do it, they don't get the real stuff. And it's like, I don't, I don't know about that, right? That's impossible to know at this point. Maybe some of them do, maybe they don't, right? But I, I think the point is, I think they're willing to sacrifice, you know, some, some of their own, right? Do you, do you see, does that make sense? Some of their own and throwing them under the bus, like they've done in certain other uh, historical instances, right? Uh, Rodium Maiden, another big do donation. Very, uh, very generous. Thank you, Rodium Maiden. Really appreciate that. It's very kind of you. Uh, thanks, Henrik. Not surprised you had Ben David, uh, Ben Davidson. That's right. That's his name. Ben Davidson. Uh, suspicious observers. Uh, on in the past, given your broad interest in the same 12,000-year cycle, great memory. Uh, a lot has happened to confirm uh, his theories in the past few years and has produced a disaster notification app. Several books and hours of quali uh, quality video content uh, that you're uh, that your now larger audience merit checking out the channel again. Thank you. Appreciate that. Thank you for the heads up. I do appreciate that. I, I do like to tune into some of that sometimes when I do have the time. But again, as I said, I think we're we're up for we're up for something. Even if the even if the cosmos is 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 with us or against us or uh, you know whatever you want to call it, we're we're in for something big. That's what I think. Bill Hoover. Thank you again, Rodeo Maiden. Very kind. Very kind uh, donations. Uh, Bill Hoover says, don't forget that communist uh, that communists stabbed him when he was originally running for office. Uh, who? I'm sorry, I should have uh, done that right away. Bolsonaro, maybe? Yeah, it must have been him, right? It must have been Bolsonaro you're talking about. Yeah, I d I'm not surprised. Yeah, I, I do remember that. Bill Hoover again says, uh, I just got COVID last week. It was uh, the biggest pussy sickness I've ever had. I had he headache and coughed a little bit. Did you? Did you actually confirm that? Did you actually? So, did you actually go and like get a test for it, or, or, or maybe you're joking, Bill? I'm not sure. You, you can just put it in the regular chat on Entropy. Uh, let me know. Uh, yeah, Rodeo made him too in the re regular chat on Entropy. Say, I do agree, Henrik. Uh, 
I've foreseen a cold. Yeah, exactly. Well, could be an ice age, right? Um, modern minimum, so less solar activity. There's a lot of things that are brewing, like a convergence of just disastrous things, which I don't like. Oof, I, I I don't know. This might be it. I mean, this might this might be it. This might be the uh, the big one here that's happening. Uh, not encouraged. Uh, anyway, Bill, let me know if you, in regular entropy chat if there, if you actually got that uh, v- verified by that. I still wouldn't trust it though because with a cycle threshold of forty or over, so I guess it's forty five. Anything tests positive. It's ridiculous, right? These P- PCR tests. I have a se- section on that too here uh, in a little bit. But speaking to so the European style vaccine passports, right? That the CDC director here was talking about regarding, you know, a few mutations, we all have to get vaccinated. That's really the best way to get uh, to beat this virus is to get vaccinated, right? Um, The EU, which is laying some of the groundwork for this and a uh, a kind of an inspiration uh, for other parts of the world, have to no one's surprise already been working on this way back in 2018, as we can see. And this PDF here from uh, the European uh, Commission on the roadmap on vaccination. As you can see at the top, last updated in uh, third quarter of 2019. And you can see here, it's called Roadmap for the Implementation of Actions by the European Commission based on the Commission communication and the Council recommendation on strengthening cooperation against vaccine-preventable diseases. Great uh, title. It just rolls right off the tongue. And here's the timelines, deliverables right here. And as you can see, we're already back in 2018 here, right? So COVID showed up at the end of 2019, but wasn't really officially recognized until beginning of 2020. Half, Almost a halfway point, uh, remarkably, uh, in this little timeline here, in the schedule that they have. Action. So I can read a couple of these here. Examine the feasibility of developing a common vaccination card slash passport for EU citizens. Again, okay, so granted, 2019, you can see it already here, but aspects of this plan, this is why they're having 2018 here, and we'll scroll down and I'll show you when that kicks in, right? Um, and, you know, defeating vaccine hesitancy and things like this they're talking about. Already in 2018 here, then this bracket right here, as you can see, right? Let me, uh, let me show you. In this field right here, uh, so you keep an eye on this on this on this line here as we go down. They had um, produce on a regular basis report on the state of vaccine confidence in the EU to monitor attitudes to vaccination. Based on that report, taken into account related work by the World Health Organization, and they had their guidance on countering vaccine hesitancy tailored to specific needs identified by the member states and or vaccine specific issues. Already back in 2018. They were talking about that here, too. Coalition for Vaccinations, that's 20, 2019 when they have um, a, a, they be convened at that point uh, back in 2018. Identify barriers to access and support interventions to increase access to vaccination for disadvantaged and socially excluded groups. That's the, uh, that's the eugenics program right there. Um, and then they have here, develop EU guidance for establishing comprehensive electronic immunization information systems. Also rolls off the tongue for effective effective monitoring of immunization programs. And that again, 2018, they're working on this already, right? And again, if you scroll down and continue, you can go through the rest of the document here. A uh, lot of things actually in the timeline that shows up in 2018 already. So in other words, they were already working, and there's a lot more fields in this here. They were already working on this here, already working on this way back in 2018. And conveniently, COVID-19 showed up. 
to solidify this type of work and to and so it really gave them this like a like a reason uh, to speed up this process and roll out this green pass as they call it in the EU uh, very very quickly because of COVID-19. So again, they're milking this. They're loving this. They're taking advantage of this. They think this is the greatest thing ever because all the things that they've wanted to do, including censorship, is something that they can pass under the auspices of protecting us from, from COVID-19, right? Let's take a look at a couple, couple of clips now. Uh, here's where it gets uh, <laughs> interesting. Here's uh, Mayor uh, de Blasio out of New York City uh, talking about vaccine mandates. We'll, be, we'll begin there with some of these clips. Years old and up. And look, I'm a parent. My kids went to New York City public schools. If my kids were going to school in September, I would be running to get them vaccinated right now. And and like was said a moment ago, you know, we used to do this as parents all the time for a variety of vaccinations. We've got to shake people at this point and say, come on now. <laughs> we tried voluntary. You know, we could not have been more kind and compassionate as a country. Free testing everywhere you turn. Incentives, friendly, warm embrace. The voluntary phase is over. We can keep doing those things. I'm not saying shut it down. I'm saying voluntary alone doesn't work. It's time for mandates. It's time for mandates. It doesn't work. We've been so nice. What else can we do? Huh? We, there's no choice for us left. We just have to mandate this to protect you uh, from this horrible virus. Here's uh, uh, Governor Cuomo uh, from New York City as well, talking about knocking on doors to convince people to push the vaccine. And we have to get in those communities and we have to knock on those doors and we have to convince people and put them in a car and drive them and get that vaccine in their arm. That Let's, is the mission. <laughs> Listen to that again. That's incredible. And we have to get in those communities and we have to knock on those doors and we have to convince people and put them in a car and drive them and get that vaccine in their arm. <laughs> that is the mission. What is the, uh, what is this, what's it, Bill Gates? The, uh, we're uh, jabbing little kids right in the arm. What well, wasn't that one of the famous, I thought I had it here. Bill Gates on the microchip, but that was funny. Uh, Bill Gates population. Is this, no, that's not that one. It's another one. Um, uh, all right, I'll find it later. It's it's funny, but it reminds me of that one, right? We just jab these little kids right in the arm with genetically modified, uh, you know, things. Basically, um, I got I got to start a just a Bill Gates folder, I guess, to find those very very quickly. Too many files in that folder. Okay, um, let's do this. Let's play Morning Joe. Here's uh, the big piece here. Uh, Max Booth, or is it no Boot? Max Boot. Uh, maniac. He's in our uh, little uh, thumbnail here uh, for uh, for the show today on the right hand side, right there. That's that's Max Boot right there, uh, and we're going to listen to him. He wrote a piece here in uh, the Washington uh, Poop about um, it said stop pleading with anti-vaxxers and start mandating vaccines. So this is where they're going. This is the hill they're going to die on. This is not going to go away. First, you think, well, this is this would be too much. It would be too hard, too much pushback. Again, as I said before, where we're going, there are no roads. There's no, there's no, there's no classic like way that society is going to be run after they've 
had 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 their way with it, right? With civilization, with 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 culture, right? So uh, check this out here. Let's just uh, tune in here on uh, Morning Joe, MSNBC, Max Boot. And start mandating that they do, Queen. Right-wingers are literally... This is madness. Is Stop making again? reasonable appeals to those who will not listen to reason. Higher approval process. And yeah, okay, let me do the same then. Uh, it's the source that I got it from that's causing it to skip. Sorry about that. Uh, let me see what the name of that was. And we'll play it. Uh, let me see here. We'll have to play it right here. Sorry, guys. There we go. Morning Joe, Max Boot. Teenager. All right, let me go forward here a bit then. I want to make sure we got the right spot here. Is it? Has he at the end? No, no, no. Okay, he's a little earlier. Here we go. Good. Fun it. Okay, here we go. Let me see. Who argue it's time to stop pleading for Americans to get vaccinated and start mandating that they do. Quote, for the past six months, President Biden, joined by every public health authority in the land, has been begging Americans to get vaccinated. The pretty please approach isn't working. Right wingers are literally dying to own the libs. In the process, they are ensuring that deadly variants will continue to circulate, endangering school reopenings and preventing a return to normalcy. This is madness. Stop making reasonable appeals to those who will not listen to reason. It is a waste of time. We should not grant an unreasonable minority the power to endanger the public health. I couldn't agree with you more, Max Boot, but the the problem I don't think is uh, whether or not the White House would want to do that or states would want to do that. I think that the drug has to go through the federal process to be uh, going through the entire approval process, and it's not there. We're in the emergency authorization mode, and right there is causing a little bit of a complication uh, as it pertains to taking that approach. Well, Mika, I, I certainly think and hope that the FDA will grant uh, regular approval, not just emergency approval to the vaccines. But I don't think that prevents us from having vaccine passports. Right now, companies have the ability to say, you will not enter our premises, you will not shop in our stores, you will not work in our offices unless you can show proof of vaccine. And governors certainly have the capability to do that as well. President Biden can order vaccination for members of the military. And unfortunately, a third of the military still has not gotten a single jab. Uh, and these are things that I think it is well within the power of the president to address and governors to address and businesses to address. And we need to do something because, uh, you know, the vaccine resistance is actually growing despite the fact that 99 percent of deaths are among those who are not vaccinated. It doesn't matter. The vaccine resistance is still growing. This misinformation is being spread by Fox and others. And so, you know, yeah, pleading uh, with, with people to take the vaccine isn't working. And I think we just need to uh, tell people, hey, you have a right not to take the vaccine. But if you're not going to take the vaccine, stay home. Don't infect others. If you want to travel by air, if you want to shop in a store, if you want to work in a business, you have to ensure the health of everybody else who is there. And you have to show either proof of vaccination or proof of a very recent negative COVID test. And we have the power to do that. And I think we need to do that. So, Max, we saw in France recently, uh, President Macron has required, has put in new rules that say, look, you have to be vaccinated if you want to go into certain establishments, do certain things, and so on. So, could a similar measure work here? But what 
can President Biden actually do on the federal level when so much of this is about the states? Isn't it possible that he would say, look, we need to do this. You need to be vaccinated. We're going to try. But isn't it finally the governor's decision? And what happens if some of them balk? Well, that, that is a major issue, and certainly red state governors like Governor DeSantis in Florida or, or others are a major, major obstacle because they are playing politics with this. They are not focused on people's health, but I think President Biden still has a lot of authority. For starters, the FAA, you can mandate, just as right now, you can't get on an airplane without wearing a mask. The FAA could mandate you can't get on an airplane unless you can either show proof of vaccination or proof of a negative COVID test. They can certainly do that. And even in red states, people want to fly. They want to travel. Uh, President Biden can also mandate that you federal employees have to have uh, a proof of a COVID test or vaccination. He can mandate that people who enter federal buildings, he can mandate that members of the military have to have it. So, And I think just simply having President Biden come out and say, I am in favor of verifying people's vaccine status, I think that will send a powerful signal to companies in red states, blue states all over the country. And I'm kind of mystified, frankly, that President Biden hasn't taken that step yet. They're still relying on this voluntary approach, pleading with people and clear. And it's clear that, yes, persuasion will work with some, but with a lot of people, it's just simply not going to work. It's amazing that they're <clears throat> that they're doing this right, that they're pushing it in this in this way. Um, I don't know. It's just uh, it, it's they're they're doing this. <clears throat> There's going to be no way out of the situation, right? Um, I'm I'm I don't know. It's it, it, as I said. The only reason I think that they don't say whoa, whoa, whoa you know, kind of wait a minute, let's slow down, uh, is. I think they know that everything is going to drastically change in that way. That it won't, Joe, and maybe this is why they put the guy in there. It's because they can use Joe Biden as, as a fall guy, and then, you know, move on from there. Right? It's oh, it was his fault or something. Right? He's just he's expendable or something, because it will be pushback against him. But at the same time, um, it could it could ruin the credibility of the whole of the of the whole system if they're doing this. I think it's way overreached. But the only reason why they're daring to to do this and go here is because they know, as I said before many times now, where we're going, it's nothing like we've ever seen before. Uh, it's going to be nothing, right? So let's let's keep listening here. This and there's an amazing segment even with uh, uh, little Ben Collins after this too, the little Antifa butt boy who always shows up on MSNBC and pushing these exaggerated lies and just misinformed nonsense but let's uh, let's keep keep at it with max boot here a little bit up oh, come on there we go let's add to our conversation senior reporter for nbc news ben collins he oh, it has comes new in right reporting away. on how anti-vaccine groups are using certain code words to avoid bans yes, from facebook ben good morning another deep dive into the sewers of the internet for you uh as you write this piece talk a little about how this works because i was reading through it code and it's words. written in a jargon that most of us wouldn't understand but anti-vaxxers who have been flagged by facebook now have found a way around it this is let me pause. This is kind of that the meme. <laughs> this is like boomers in the EU trying to understand meme culture and meme language and what the cool kids online are doing and stuff like that. And the only way they know is like they're speaking in strange codes. Shut it down. We must be able to understand what they say. No, no satire. Uh, you know, admitted uh, or permitted rather. Uh, we have to basically we have to censor everybody. That, that's the bottom line. To get everybody to accept the jab, we have to homogenize information, uh, clean out any opposition and anybody who says uh, something that's counter, uh, you know, to the party's narrative, 
and and put them in camps, basically. St medical Stasi, um, you know, medical communism, call it whatever you want. Uh, this is uh, the, the uh, this is the path forward for them. Yeah. So there's no big group where everyone's saying, you know, the vaccine's got poison in it. Don't take the vaccine. Uh, that doesn't exist on Facebook. Facebook has banned that kind of group from forming. But they haven't banned those groups or those moderators from groups from creating new groups called things like dance party or dinner party. And in those groups, they just replace words. You know, Shocking. the word vaccine is dance. The word Pfizer is pizza. Um, and they have a code at the top pizza, of the page huh? to just pizza. All right. So you sure it's not a pedophile, a secret pedophile language, Ben? How about that? Can we circle back and round to that? Um, now, so the reason why they're doing this is because they're banning everyone else that are using regular words. And I don't think that's any, is that, I don't think that there's ever a mention of that in here. The reason why they're doing this is because we've advocated for, for people to get banned that talk about the vaccine. And so people adapt. Can you believe can you believe that they're adapting? It should be against the law to adapt and just start using different language, right? That's that's the that's the argument here. Ban them all, put them in jail. Discern all these things. They have a legend for those codes at the top of the page. So that's how they're getting around this. Um, you know, these these groups have tens of thousands of followers sometimes. Facebook took some down yesterday after our reporting. But um Facebook took him down yesterday after our reporting. These guys are hall monitors. This is how they spend their careers. Sitting, yapping about what people they disagree with do on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter, or other parts of the internet, and reporting them. They're reporting them to these platforms, snitching on them. And, and ironically, too, he will not, he, he, they do not recognize that effectively, by arguing for censorship of these people, people have adapted, which makes it then harder for them to pinpoint these groups who's talking about it in, in other words what i'm saying is the reason why they might not now find information about this is because of their own doing they're the ones who've pushed for these dumb nonsensical again all you would have to do is tell the truth right if the truth is on your side, put down all these conspiracies. Don't cover them up. Don't pretend that it doesn't exist. Don't just say, oh, rubbish. Here's what you should believe. Here's the here's what the authorities say. Disprove the point. Have a whole agency, a, you, an agency just focus on that. Put everything in its And many times, of course, that when they do that, like fact checking and stuff, you can fact check the fact checkers. And you're just like, well, this is dishonest. This is just not true. They're not recognizing, you know, the, the government's own numbers here. There's always a, I'm not saying everyone has a conspiracy or right all the time, but I'm saying for the most part, their only strategy is shut them up. Don't let them speak which causes people to adapt and then making it more harder for them to pinpoint and find these people. It's all they're they're doing all of this to themselves. That's and it's and it's glorious uh, that people are persevering and, and and just messing with them in this way. Make it difficult for them. Keep going. It doesn't stop there on Instagram. It's the same thing. There are groups about swimming that are really about vaccines. They say, you know, I'm not going swimming. My, my, my non-swimming doctor, that sort of talk. Um, so it, those code mm. words are really, in effect, allowing these groups to thrive on Facebook. So as they morph and metastasize, what like is the cancer, solution right? here? I mean, it's, it's a disease. And we've talked about this before, but they talk about these people and their views as a disease, right? It's a cancer. And it, it is so, there is something interesting here, right? Where this this virus, this COVID-19 or the disease is COVID-19, right? The virus is, is uh, SARS-CoV-2, right? It's interesting how the, the 
the, these leftists, right? And it's more than just leftists, but it's a it's a simple word, uh, you know, to use to describe them. These progressives, uh, global homos, the uh, far left uh, globalists, you know, whatever you want to call them, basically. They they're they're they've become this this paranoia, right? There's like this there's this disease out there, and these these sick people that have not taken the uh, taken the, the medications that we needed them to to take to not be diseased and and carry viruses anymore right i i'm not one who, who fall back on like you know oh they're you know they're the real nazis obviously talking points but just from their own point but but you could you could jokingly make the argument that it's like wasn't this what they were talking about with all these like you know Oh, they uh, they thought this specific group was disease-ridden, and they make comparisons, talking about them like they were a, a rats or a, some kind of virus or whatever. <laughs> like these people have just fallen right back into that, and no problem whatsoever picking up that kind of language and having this attitude against people which fundamentally disagrees with them. Now, there's a there's a major issue here, a disagreement where they do not, they think, and I've heard that time and time again in this coverage. They make the argument that the only reason why people don't take the vaccine, who are vaccine, in their view, hesitant, is because they they want to own the libs. I've heard this, not exaggerating, probably 25 times over the last uh, week or so, right? In different clips I've come across and different shows on mainstream media and stuff like that, right? They either willingly or knowingly uh, or, or, or they're ignorant, possibly, as the other side to this, of the fact that no, people are not taking it because people are actually looking at, at the, at the, at the for now available data, and making a decision based on that, right? So they always have to put it down, and of course, you know, kind of smear these people and say they're really, uh, they're, uh, they're low IQ, they're unintelligent, they're. If we could just somehow order and control these people and tell them to what to do, we would in fact save them, right? They, they're they're dying to own the libs. That's right. That's the, that's the line I heard. I think it was even in this show, actually. She might even bring it up later. They're dying to own the libs. It's like, no, people don't want to die from the vaccine. Is it fun in a way that these people get so angry and upset about it? Sure. But that's not the main reason why people don't do it. The main reason people don't do it is that the survival rate of dealing with this virus on its own is astronomical. It's super high. It's not a big problem. It's not a big problem. If you have other underlying conditions, sure, take the measures that you want to take or whatever then, right? But it's not a big deal. But clearly, judging so far from the numbers we're getting and from all the adverse reactions and stuff, it's clearly not worth the risk, right? This is like playing Russian roulette. Why Why should we do this, right? Anyway, let's let's keep going here. I'm blabbering too much. The game of whack-a-mole for a lot of these social media companies. What are some real solutions out there? Well, you know, this they're borrowing from the extremist playbook. So you can get extremism researchers and people who, you know, live in that space to see how it's going to evolve next. Um, Specifically, you know, the Boogaloo movement, the one that, you know, they, oh, they yeah. are so anti-government. They, there was last year they were responsible for the death of many cops in the United States. Um, they what? their whole iconography. Were they really? I've, it's news to me. I thought that that was the, the few people did that. That was like what feds or something or they would not actually Boogaloo. Right. I, all right. Well, he can just throw this guy can just throw out all kinds of amazing things on the air. And never being called on it, right? Comes from skirting these bans, from code words on Facebook. You know, the, they wear Hawaiian shirts because they changed their name on Facebook to the Big Luau to get around uh, all of these 
measures on Facebook. So well, yeah, but you advocated for those measures. It's you who did that. It's your crowd. It's you. It's your responsibility. You did all. You did all that. It's just is people. People will. What What is it that these people do not understand? People will not give up just because you tell them to give up. Are, are you so fucking dumb? Are they Are they just fucking dumb? Or, or, or are they just lying because they think that it will alter some people's opinions because of that, right? People are not going to stop. You're not going to pull this off. What, whatever measures you take, whatever you do, no matter how much you try, there's going to be people that will not obey you. They will not trust you. They will not do what you tell them to do. It's just a fact. And you have to, you have to adapt to that reality. And again, they're pretending like they're, well, we just want to save your life. And if you, they won't even let us save them by giving, by giving them, by letting us giving them the shot, you know, kind of thing. That's all, that's all games anyway. These people want us replaced. They want us dead. But now they're, they're doing this dog and pony show where they're pretending to care about their opposition. If, if it's true what you say, you should be glad that your political enemies and the people you hate and resent will die from this virus then. Just be glad about that and leave them, let them die, leave them alone. But no, they can't do that. Because why? Because something else is going on here. That's why. Uh, the, the number one way to do this is to stop tracking, you know, the, you know, the moderation of the code, uh, the moderation of words like vaccines. That goes, that goes pretty far. Um, you know, uh, bots moderate that stuff. But, you know, on the actor level, that's that's how it really gets enforced. You have to start moderating lists like groups that are, you know, versed in getting around platforms like this. The anti-vax movement has been built up for decades, uh, knowing how to reach people in different ways. It's just a new front on that offensive. So did, is, am I right, Ben, when I heard you earlier say that Facebook learned about this problem from your reporting with Brandy Zadrozny? Or were they a which is these the other little hall monitor these Antifa fanboys right they're like Antifa supporters they um, do reports where they're excusing their violence they look the other way and they blame the right wing you know things like this uh, but yeah chat I saw in the chat too no I know they're evil that's and that's why I finished off the, the, the little rant there by saying that something else is going on here they don't really care uh, about us obviously that's not the issue. And I, th I, I do think some of them are dumb, though. I'm not saying that this guy specifically is. He, he kind of looks a little bit dumb. Um, but most of them are evil. Yes, I, I totally agree with that. Most of them are evil, and they do this not because they're looking out for us, because they know. They, but it's also about submission, right? It's a, it's a psychological. They need to be able to control us, the, the, the opposition. They need to get us to obey. And now we're at such a point where the basic saying, if you don't do what we tell you to do, you will die. Right? And people are like, I don't give a shit. And that's why the only reason they can go to, they're just, they want to die just to, just to get back at us, right? They're dying to own the libs, literally. And it's like, no, you, <laughs> why won't you look at the data? Anyway, let's, let's keep going. Fair that these groups are trying these methods, creating their own language to get around their rules. Their own language. Um, I think it's probably a combo. I think they're, at least somewhat aware that this is happening um but the groups we, when we flagged these groups to them they weren't really aware of it um so you know those uh i'll underline that a senior reporter for nbc news is flagging what different groups on facebook is i want you to i want you to i want you to understand what that means i want you to understand where we are in like where we are in the timeline of things 
with that being a but but with that with that happening right with mockingbird media with cia sponsored programs with fbi being part of these you know media outlets now and just completely like state department propaganda running them many of these are agents they're feds they're provocateurs they're antifa people they're like far left activists and stuff like that but they are the ones look at this freeze frame here <laughs> they are the ones that are reporting these groups it's like uh, what's the guy on uh, cnn right it's uh Darcy, right? Oliver Darcy is exactly the same. It's exactly the same guy, exactly the same behavior. It's it's incredible. Um, but the groups, we, when we flagged these groups to them, they weren't really aware of it. Um, so, you know, those a couple of them are down now. Um, it, they're going to find new ways to do this. I, you right. know, this is an identity to these people. They are inherently uh, driven by the fact they believe the government is poisoning their children. That is like a that is an, an enormous thing. Um, they they really truly believe they are fighting the good fight here so they're not just going to stop when they get no that's true it, it, of course they are right and of course it could be proven time and time again what he says there right <clears throat> like if 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 you had a government that truly looked after you and cared about you and your people there are i don't know i can think of 500 things off if you give me a few minutes i probably can think of 500 things no exaggeration on all the areas and places where government has let down the, the, the people uh, and are doing things continuously, which is proven to be detrimental to the overall health of the people. But it's only in this one instance that they're willing to step in, change the laws, uh, violate the Constitution, uh, upend the, the social order of, and, and the security for, for, for all future of this and many other countries which activists like this work in, in order to give you this one thing that will save your life. Isn't that odd? Isn't that, why is there no other heart disease? There's nothing like this, cancer, uh, even hospital disease or like, you know, uh, wrongly prescribed medications within the big pharma system. Of course, and then you do have the government. You have the CDC backing them up. You have the FDA looking the other way. You have the USDA ignoring all the genetically modified foods out there. They're letting big pharma fly off the handle. They're letting, uh, you know, the, the opioid uh, epidemic rage in the country. Right, and it's very, Much later that they started taking actions against this and stuff like that. Right, there's, just, there's a myriad of things where they have dropped the ball, and I think intentionally so in many regards, because they don't care about us. They don't look out for us. They don't have our interests uh, at heart. If they did, they wouldn't be replacing the majority population of this in other countries. Right, um, They would look after us, but they don't. So they have to prove trust. They have to show to us that, that we can trust them, and they continuously violate that. They continuously break that trust over and over and over again. Show why we should be. And you can't, furthermore, even if people want to believe this, how are you going to force people to trust somebody? You just cannot do it. It's like forcing someone to believe something. They're trying to pass laws against this now, which is just insane. And it's like you can't run a country like this. You can't run a civilization like this. It's, it's, these are it's a, it's they're breaking the, the the social bonds in a way which is unrepairable here, uh, but they just don't seem to care because again I'm back to that point where we're going nothing is as it's ever been before right banned from Facebook and Facebook by the way you know we have absolutely trashed them for years for not doing enough on the extremism side and that is absolutely correct by the way they didn't for years uh, they are really trying on this this is just a very difficult thing to maintain 
when so many people fervently believe this stuff. Um, it is, you know, it's been seeped into their culture. Right, exactly. Someone in chat brings out too. What, what about all the times that they, the government tested bioweapons on their own populations? There's even history of like actually using inoculations, right? I mean, the, the, the uh, black Americans, they talk about Tuskegee, but that's a very real thing. I mean, they, they have good reason not to trust them, right? They've done... The, over and over and again, there has been issues like this, and they're just ignoring that and pretending it doesn't. It that's that's never happened. It's it's just dumb at this point. Various different avenues through you know the religious avenue through uh, the oh, ban religion, right, yeah, ban Christianity have and paganism. That's going to many communities well before COVID. Um, this is just the mm -hmm. chickens coming home to roost there. And we're seeing the impacts of this in ICUs across the country right now. Oh, ben, yeah, before I let you go, President Biden had that comment a few days ago where he answered Peter Alexander's question and said Facebook is, quote, killing people. He walked <laughs> back those comments a little bit the next day. Uh, but what yeah. is the relationship between the White House and Facebook and what pressure can the government downward push onto Facebook and other social media companies on this question? Facebook is basically like an arm of the Biden regime at this point. Yeah, Facebook pushes back and says, you know, we are, uh, they, they, they point to some numbers that are frankly unquantifiable because Facebook is kind of a black box saying that they are taking down, you know, millions of anti-vaccine posts a day and all this stuff. Um, and by the way, oh, that's you don't true. Get, you don't get access to everything you want to see, uh, Ben? Is that, is that what you're upset about? That it's kind of a black box. They should really let me and Zedrosny you know, the inside where well, we can see all their corporate code and we can have a little police Stasi unit in there and patrol. I mean, it's bad enough already, right? But is, is that what these people believe? Holy shit. That is absolutely true. But we don't know the actual true percentage of that. And we don't like these groups that we talk about where they use code words. That's never in that quantification. So they both of these sides kind of have a point here. Facebook is like, we're trying. I don't understand why you guys are so angry at us. There are much worse places on the internet, like Telegram, where this stuff is a lot more. Oh, pervasive. there you go. Exactly. That there is you absolutely. Go. You gotta control. Gotta shut down Telegram. There's still some place that people go after we try to root. The, if, when we shut them down, they go somewhere else. How about that? What can we do about that? What? How do we? How do we prevent? Correct. That? That said, it's not, you know, they are not doing literally everything they can do, uh, in part because they are worried about backlash and, you know, speech implications there. And that's understandable as well. Oh, oh, so, yeah. Yeah. First look, I would say the relationship is not great here, um, but it has not been wonderful to start. So this is just uh, mm. another example of that. Now, this bad information, these conspiracy theories are killing people. NBC's Ben <laughs> Collins with more great reporting. <laughs> yeah, great reporting. They're killing. These conspiracies are killing people. There you go. Yeah, not actual not actual conspiracies are killing people, though. 9-11 didn't, didn't really kill, didn't really kill, what, 2,000-somewhat Americans and, what, countless million more in the wake of the Iraq war and the Afghan war. And, you know, but, yeah, that's fine. It's, let's not talk about that. I think I missed a comment, and maybe there was another one. Maybe it was in there, but I babbled over it. But he talks about the, um, the, uh, the uh, how na natural health. <laughs> there's a there's a whole the, the anti-vaxxers. Did he mention in that chat? Maybe I just missed that. The 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 natural like there's a movement of natural health people <laughs> who's who's like have built up this mechanism of being anti-vaccine for decades. Like they're shitting on literally everybody right right now who, who refuses to believe them right that's that's how bad it is but so here here's to underline a couple of these points that like <clears throat> they're going for you know like like Max Boot here right uh, this guy here with the self triple parentheses under on his name here Dan Hodges said the anti-vaxxers have had their fun 
They're now engaged in open incitement to murder, he says. It's time for arrests, prosecutions, and serious jail time. Now, keep in mind, too, <clears throat> one of the reasons here why this is so dangerous is it, not only related to, to the vaccine in and of itself, right? It, it's related to crossing that the Rubicon of like, well, if they manage to push this through, then they've normalized a process where we can do things to large segments of the population effectively against their will, even if they agree to it or not by law, by using you know us to protect them as the excuse, right? Or, or, or making a better uh, a health situation, for example, right? Like we, we've, we've heard this talk now of, of how, for example, you know, racism is a, uh, a public health crisis, right? So, so let me show you that article real quick. <clears throat> From American Public Health Association. For science, for action, for health. Racism is a public health crisis. Okay, so does that mean that they can step in here and apply both medications and technologies in order to solve what they're perceived to be a public health crisis? Here's a couple of choice headlines for you here, just to, to imagine what they could bring in next. And, and it's not only about vaccines or medication, it's also about technologies that they can apply to change or alter behavior, which they have classified as a public health crisis, right? So, for example, in the same way that the mRNA vaccine, so-called vaccine, is not technically a vaccine. They had to update and change the definition of a vaccine to be able to call it a vaccine. It's not a vaccine. It's a, it's a platform, as Moderna call it, or a technology, right? And we've talked about this many, many times, and they've kind of just folded and giving up, given up on the, on the definition just because that's how people know the term, unfortunately, but maybe we shouldn't do that, but whatever. Uh, here's an article from uh, Science. Magnets to the brain can change people's view on immigrants and God, right? So if you consider that Christians are a problem, well, you can change the perception of God. If they don't want open borders, well, you can change their views on immigrants by loving them, by applying you know, uh, electromagnetic fields to their brain. It's a, a um, heart disease drug that recently, according to science, proved that it could prevent racism. They, they got less racist attitudes when they started taking this particular pill. Here's more of this uh, science news. Belief in God and prejudice is reduced by direct magnetic energy, energy to the brain back in 2015. And while we're at it, why can't we just then throw out things? If, if conspiracy theories can be made illegal, that you are not allowed to, your, your mind is not your own, your brain is not your own, you're not allowed by law to believe something different than the established view. And you could argue in some countries we're actually already there. If you don't continuously perpetuate the government-sanctioned or, or approved view of a historical event, you can go to jail. So why not alter those memories? If you have read something which led you to effectively create a memory of something. You remember this research, so you develop a different view on an event or on anything, on a, on a disease, on whatever you want, right? So now they can alter humans' memories, right? They, they've done it in mice, and they've now done, they're doing it in humans next. Next, It's from 2019. A successful artificial memory has been created. The growing science of memory manipulation raises social 
and ethical questions. But you know, everything to solve racism though, am I right? Brain scientists learned to alter and even erase memory back from 2014. Scientists have invented a mind-reading machine that visualizes your thoughts. This is why even the most stubborn moronic people who, at least for a while, was on the right wing of things and they were, you know, nationalists or whatever, whatever you want to call them, right? There's, there's a, you know, some of the people out there I'm talking about who have been staunchly pro-vaccine that think they're, that, that this is, everyone needs to do this, it's the best thing ever. We just need to fold on, even if it's just folding uh, to it so that we can like be let back into society, whatever dumb view they've taken on this. This is a, this is a, a, it's a line in the sand, right, being drawn here. If you don't push back against this, anything goes after this point. Any technology can reasonably, in their view, be used against us in the, for the greater good, right? Mandate it because racism is a public health crisis. Let's erase these people's memory. Let's force, forcefully give them a pill and let's alter their brain activity uh, by using, uh, by applying magnetic fields to them, right? Have to see the bigger picture here. Have to see what's going on. That's why I don't care who lines up to be anti anti this push for the mandatory vaccine that they're doing. You need to line up with them. You, you need to join with them and fight. Oh, join with them. But you know, like if there's protests, whatever, in your area, go out, you know, whatever, obey the law. Don't do anything dumb. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying go out and pro show your presence. Show that you're not ready to l take this and lie down, right? That we're, we're going to push back against this, right? There's been a lot of good protests around the world against this, and I think I think it's I think it's going too far, right? I think that they're going way too far on this issue. Um, but so be it. Let them take the let let them uh, you know do the overreach here, basically, right? All right. So anyway, that's why you should be against it because it's terrifying um, to uh, to to um, even just think about what's next here. It's bad enough with this experimental mRNA, but nothing is stopping them from doing anything in the name of keeping everybody safe after that point. All right, uh, have, have poop. A vaccine or this marriage conspiracy theories are tearing couples apart. He said, if I, and so there's a, a quote here, a supposed quote from somebody. He said, if I take the vaccine, I could pack my bags and leave his kids here. So I guess she's not even the mom then, his kids, right? So, uh, not the biological mother, I would assume that that's quotes from. Um, it's funny how they twist it in this way and not the other way around, that it's due to this media, incessant media coverage and lies, that they are tearing families apart. Remember that Remember that time when the media was talking about how Trump was tearing families apart at the border? Yeah, do you think any of this reporting is tearing, is tearing people apart? It's polarizing the country, it's leading to an irreparable uh, situation? <laughs> of, of course it is, right? Absolutely. It, it, it's insane, right? Let me do a couple of these entropy stream here. I, I kind of lost track of that a little bit. Um, Bill Hoover says, I didn't get a test uh, by my friend, but my friend did, I think, and they tested positive. Okay, so you were probably, you got what they had afterwards, I would assume, or something like that. All right, good news. Uh, Bill Hoover, thank you for uh, letting, me, letting me know about that. Archie, uh, the pandemic is necessary to justify COVID passports to make mass migration regular. That is true. They're doing that for, uh, let me continue reading before I comment. Yeah, the, uh, the pandemic is necessary to justify cast. COVID passports to make mass migration regular, safe, and orderly according to the Global Contact Compact for Migration. That's right. Notice it isn't called the International Compact. It's all connected. Agenda 21, 
the sustainable development goals, etc. You're absolutely right. We've talked about that many times. Um, compact for, for uh, migration, uh, regular migration, uh, safe and regular migration, uh, Agenda 2030 and um, even Agenda 21. They see migration as a way to uh, take people out of poverty by, by taking them from second and third world countries and placing them in first world countries, right? That's part of the whole plan. So you're absolutely right. Mr. Nosberg, uh, listen here, you racist Nazi domestic terrorist. Let us inject you. We want to protect you. That's right. So it's like, we just want to we just want to replace you, uh, but we'll give you this thing to protect you before we kill. It's like as nonsensical as, what was it? Uh, <laughs> was it? Um, what was it someone said? And it was a, it was a good point. Was it, was it like a kid or something? If you're going to kill somebody, why would you give them a shower? <laughs> Wasn't that the line? It was like, a, I think it was a kid or something who said it, right? Um, Robo thinks that the government wants to save you, but will let you eat McDonald's and get di uh, diabetes. And you know what? I, I did see a post. Um, I think it was somewhere on Telegram and I, the dangerous dark web platform. Uh, someone showing a Mac a McDonald's bag and they had like a it was a delivery or something and they had a sticker over it you know to like have it sealed or whatever like the bag um, and it was like we, we can we can do this uh, was was on the side which like we can we can vaccinate everybody and again nothing about uh, people being overweight nothing about bad health nothing about processed foods nothing about vitamins nothing about minerals nothing blah blah but you could go on and on it's just as well there's one miracle cure that's going to fix all of it and these dumb conservatives to own the libs is just refusing all of that if they were talking about other things i, I would i, I would i could have understood it more you know what i mean we could do all these other things and it's like no talk about that it's just like just take this shot it's the one-stop shop magical juice that's going to fix everything Right. All right. Um, quick mention about this here: Bill Gates and George Soros, uh, back, a, a consortium rather backed by George Soros and Bill Gates, are buying a UK maker of a COVID test for forty-one million dollars. And people are questioning, what is the reason for this? Right? Why are they doing this? Uh, some people are now speculating that the uh, the PCR test is going out the window and to be replaced by a new type of test. Uh, said here in the article, uh, Bedfordshire UK, let me see, MoLogic, a leading developer of lateral flow and rapid diagnostic technologies today announced its rapid antigen test for COVID-19, which has been selected by the Rapid Acceleration Diagnostics or RADEX, RADEX initiative launched by the US National Institute of Health, Fauci's, the initiative aims to speed innovation in the development, commercialization, and implementation of technologies for COVID-19 testing. MoLogic's easy-to-use nasal swab test is intended for use by non-health professionals at home and accurately indicates the presence of SARS-CoV-2 nucleoprotein in approximately 20 minutes. All right, swab, right. So where were we with the swab, guys? You guys remember the swab? The Terra Grippers. The Terra Grippers, right? I'm here, right? Is this is this what is this what's going on here? Let me let me see here. Whoa shit. Getting this all over the place here. Sorry guys. Let me pull this up here. Uh okay, where are we here? 
sorry, I'm fumbling here with the, all the different windows. Here we go. Is this what's going on? This is what I want to show here. Um, John Hopkins, which of course is event 201, right? Uh, takes inspiration from parasitic work. Parasitic work? I think it has to be worm, actually. Is that misspelling? Holy shit. Um, for, for medicine delivery, Terra grippers are tiny shape-changing machines that deliver medicine effi uh, efficiently to the GI tract. Inspired by a parasitic worm. So it says worm down there, but it says parasitic work up there. I thought they would... Uh, what, what do you call it? Uh, proofread this stuff, right? Anyway. That digs its sharp teeth into its host intestine. John Hopkins researchers have designed tiny star-shaped micro-devices that can latch onto intestinal mucose and release drugs into the body. And one of the ways, one of the delivery methods for this was, of course, a swab. Here's the Terra Gripper is about the size of a speck of dust. This swab contains dozens of the tiny device. So you gotta be, you gotta be, uh, gotta be a little conspiratorial about this kind of stuff, right? Is that what's going on? Is that what it's a self-test? You you just buy this, you have it at home, and then you don't even know what nano-sized things are put into your body. I don't know. I just I don't put anything past these people at this point, right? Uh, but so the PCR has be be been getting. Yeah, and here's MoLogic, by the way. MoLogic, MoLogic, COVID-19 rapid antigen self-test selected by NIH for RADx initiative funding, right? So this could be the company that they're buy, buying, which means again. Uh, which means, again, they are going to make money on this, right? They know what the deal, that it's coming up. So Bill Gates and George Soros swoops in there and they buy it for 40, $41 million, And eventually this company will be worth uh, $5 billion or something, whatever, right? And they've made a lot of money on this. They make money. The people who hate us, the people who want to kill us, they make money on hating us and killing us. The commies, though... They're totally fine with this. Not a worry. Not a worry in the world. There's nothing to do with anything. CDC quietly revokes RT-PCR emergency use authorization because they counted COVID-19 and influenza together. This is a different uh, reason, potentially, why they're putting down the PCR test and they're going for this other rapid antigen test, right? Here's a punch in the gut for the nations that's already hurting, as it turns out, the so-called gold standard testing reference by so many doctors, like Anthony Fauci, uh, as well as government officials across the board, has had its emergency use authorization revoked. The CDC announced, albeit quietly on Wednesday, that the RT-PCR test used to tell millions of Americans that they're infected with COVID-19 has been unable to accurately differentiate between the various coronaviruses. Of particular note is the inability of those tests to know whether someone is infected with COVID-19 or influenza. It's the flu, bro. Do you remember all the memes in the beginning, all the pushback that anybody who thought that this was just the flu or any, anyone else that thought that there was something else that was going on here was a dumb moron, right? It's been seeded in the meme culture early on, right? Oh, it's just a flu, bro. Yeah, sure. Look at all these videos that we totally can trust coming out of China. China. They're totally, totally, totally telling us the truth, right? I think I, I was thinking about this the other day. I, I think they, I think they, I think they knew, right? You can take you can take quotes going back to Hillary Clinton back in like 20, uh, 13, 2014, 2015, something like that. Uh, might even still be on YouTube. Look for it. We are losing the information war. 
very important recognition by some of the people in the establishment and, and some of the faces out there. We're losing the, the war on information or the information war. Which means many people were aware that the people who are online dedicate there's a huge gro group out there decentralized and amorphous blob that's very hard to pin down of just myriad of researchers some people just call it the internet right they just call it the internet and it's pertaining to the people who are actually driving you know driving research they're driving dialogue they're driving uh, messaging they're influencing people etc they, they, they early on might have decided to piggyback on this group and, and and maybe somewhere along the line they figured if we in the beginning can deny in the media and by the authorities that covid or at, as it just was called at that time coronavirus I'm, I'm talking early 2020 now right was it january the really started picking up in china or something like that january february if we can deny it in the media first and then have some of these like secret videos being released, you know, by China and other sources, seeded essentially, right? That, and we covered that in the Weekend War Show. Most of those videos, and we watched them too, and we were, holy shit, what the hell is going on here? This is dangerous. This is tricky. People are falling over. They're just dying. People are dying of heart attack. Um, China is is trying to cover it up, right? They're they're uh, jailing. They're they're um, welding people into their homes. Remember all those videos? We watched some of them too. We're guilty of of falling for the for the trick in the beginning, right? And it turns out many of them were not from from that or because of that. There was other things. People were being caught. You know, they caught someone with like a hoop or a, what do you call it? Like a, a fish uh, hoop, is that what you call it? A net, right? Um, things like that. And it was like re related to completely different things, but it was like re revealed under their auspices that, oh, this is just their China is dealing with their coronavirus epidemic and look at what they have to do here. So they, my point is here, they were using the power and the messaging of the truth movement, the conspiracy researchers and field of like, if we deny it first, everyone else that listens to us doesn't matter to them. They will always listen to us anyway. The most important group and the interesting group to target is those who are oppositional to us. Kind of in the same way that like um, someone like uh, Cass Sunstein writes that book on like how to infiltrate 9-11 movements and stuff, right? And effectively, any, everything, anything that he had to do, that guy, Anything that Cass Sunstein had to do to demoralize 9-11 truth researchers and, and groups like that was to say, we're going to infiltrate these groups. Shortly thereafter, everybody thought everyone was a Fed and an infiltrator, a government opera operator, and eff effectively the unity that kind of existed there fell apart, right? So they effectively used the group as against itself in a way by just seeding a little meme, right? So what if they used all that? The power of, of of truth seekers, of conspiracy people, of anti, you know, anti-mainstream media people and stuff like that, to get them to seed initially this warning that like, holy, here's something really bad is happening here. We all have to watch out. And then slowly, of course, that flipped, and then and and so we lost kind of a momentum, I guess, to a certain extent, right? As opposed to if the media, if the authorities immediately said, Oh my god, this is dangerous. There's another a potential uh, reason for that, and that could be that they also wanted if if the you know if if they wanted the virus to spread and I guess taking all the all of these things into account if it's real it's not a it's just, they're not just you know <laughs> faking some of this or whatever i mean i think there's something there i just i, I don't i don't anyway something seems to be to be there right but anyway
the testing doesn't prove the PCR test doesn't prove that as we've seen a can of paint tested positive so that there's nothing something there that there, there is not something but something is happening to some people that are, have prior conditions right and they, and they seem to to suffer a bit more it's a little bit more severe than a flu right so there's so so there's something there I think but anyway they're using they're using that group if if we immediately if they immediately would have said this is dangerous and stuff there would have been more reasoning for them to close the borders. Remember, early on in the process, they said it was racist to pro to propose that there was a virus in China, and that we and that if we flew in Chinese people that might be infected with this virus. Well, you're a bigot. You're a racist and you're a bigot. And in fact, you know, as uh, Nancy Pelosi and so many other people at that time said, go out and hug a Chinese person, right? If they were, if they were, if people were infected at that point, they kept the borders open. The planes kept on coming. Nothing happened. Even Trump at that point, early on, somewhat early on, wanted to close the borders, and it was outrage in the media. How dare you do this? This is bigotry, suggesting that there other people are carrying some kind of virus. Well, look at how that dialogue is flipped now. Now it's all these conservatives, the people that they hate, which they initially said, "Go out and hug a Chinese person." The same people that said that are not saying these conservatives are having a. There's they are carrying a virus. They're dirty, and we have to forcefully vaccinate them. And if they don't do this, we'll charge them for murder, right? That's basically where we're at at this point. So they're, they're, they're smart. They're very smart, some of them. Not everyone is dumb. They're evil, and they're smart. All right, so anyway, so that, that could be one of the reasons why, hey, it's, uh, hey, it's the pillow guy. Look at that. Um, so that could be one of the reasons why they're giving up on the PCR test, but we'll just uh, we'll just have to see. We'll uh, we'll just have to see. All right, a couple of more things here, and then we're going to wrap up. I'm going for a little bit too long today, but I hope you enjoyed the show. Important stuff here. Um, let me see here. Bill Hoover says, "Thank you, Bill, for the chat. Did you get a chance to read about stealth viruses? I think your audience would be interested in it. Go to page 20, 26 of the PDF. That's right. The, the stealth viruses. I have that link. I think I had that saved. Let me see if I can." Uh, it's kind of broken off there for me in the chat. Let me see if I can just highlight the whole thing. I do want to read about that, actually. Um, sorry, guys. Oh, it's not copying. <laughs> One second. There we go. Okay, let me pull that up, and I'll remember that. Uh, so I can look at that after the show. Stealth viruses. Interesting. Biotechnology, genetically engineering pathogens. From the U.S. Air Force Counter -Pro Proliferation Center Future Warfare Series, number 53. Interesting. Biotechnology, genetically engineering pathogens. Yes, I still, I also think this is June 2010. Okay, so it's somewhat back there. I'll definitely look at that. Thank you for sending the link. I appreciate that, uh, Bill. Um, yeah, I think also this might impact the sense that if they do actually, if something actually either intentionally or intentionally is, is leaked out again, where actual like actual people are starting to die and like bodies in the street type type deal, right? Which is trying to convince us of. Um, there might be a, a segment of the population that just won't believe them, right? Because they're just so prone, they're so used to them lying. So that's another flip side to all of this too, right? That when we have the real, you know, the boy who cried wolf, basically, right? So um, while I'm showing this on screen here, National Institute on Drug Abuse, I saw this interesting post also on uh, the big bad Telegram. Uh, platform. Um, check this out here. This is. Let me see. What's her name here again? 
Dr. Nora Volkov. Volkov. So someone is saying here, what are the chances that, and you're seeing it on screen right now, Leon Trotsky, one of the, well, it's not Leon Trotsky, but I'll get to who she is here. One of the masterminds behind the Bolshevik Revolution and the head of the Red Army had a great-granddaughter, who you're seeing on screen here now, who happens to be the director of the United States National Institute on Drug Abuse under Dr. Fauci's NIH, right? The National Institute of Health. So she's working under the grand, the great-granddaughter of Leon Trotsky, is working as the head of National Institute on Drugs under Dr. Fauci right now. Meet Dr. Nora Wolkov. He makes you want to dig deep into the CDC, which operates as an independent entity, just like the Federal Reserve. Good point. Many people have died of drug overdoses. Fentanyl on her watch. Question everything. Someone says regarding earlier too. Why did it take so long with the yeah with the fentanyl stuff? Why are all these dr the drug um, industry, right? Um, why are they all covering for these big, big companies? Why are they letting people die on all these drugs and stuff, right? So anyway, here she is, Nora Volkov. Oh, a Mexican-American psychiatrist. Well, there you go. <laughs> Interesting. And then you scroll down, and it's like, ah, uh, Mexican people of Russian-Jewish descent. Okay. Interesting. Mexican-Americans, huh? I think we have a new term, folks. Born in Mexico City. That's why she's Mexican, I guess. Yeah, okay. That makes sense. Kind of like how Somali's born in Sweden or Swedes, right? Uh, she's the daughter of Esteban Volkov, whose mother, Zianida Volkov, was the eldest daughter of the Russian communist revolutionary, Leon Trotsky. Fascinating. All right. A couple of more things here. Uh, Adelaide authorities say they will use CCTV surveillance footage and shop purchase data such as that from credit card and debit cards to enforce contact tracing and quarantine. Yes, that's right. So in other words, it's another reason why you want to do cash. If you have gone into a store, use your credit card, the authorities in Adelaide, uh, Adelaide Australia will use that data to potentially nail you on this and then enforce quarantine on you. Totally normal, not a big problem, right? Check this out in London. This is crazy here too. Um, this is supposedly real. London Fields, London Fields, a tap room, uh, I, I would assume in London. Here's some of the requirements that they have. A face covering when entering, exit, or moving around the tap room. Use alcohol hand gel before entering the tap room. Six people maximum to the table. And here's the kicker. No handshaking high-fiving, or extended eye contact with anyone not on your table. <laughs> All righty. This, this, we're back at that the crazy lady who said, uh, she said, uh, no talking with your neighbors. You guys remember that? Was that Weekend Warrior Reply that? Was that? No, I think that was Flashback Friday. Let, let, me, let me refresh your memory, memory again. Listen, listen to this. No talking to your neighbors. Listen to it. Whilst it is in human nature to engage in conversation with others, to be friendly. Um, unfortunately, this is not the time to do that. So even if you run into your next door neighbour in the shopping centre, in the Coles, whilst you're at Coles or Aldi or any other um, grocery shop, 
Don't start up a conversation. Now is the time for minimising your interactions with others. Even if you've got a mask, do not think that affords total protection. We want to be absolutely sure that as we go about our daily lives, we do not come into contact with anyone else that would pose a risk. <clears throat> so that's right. No, no eye contact. No, no prolonged eye contact. Don't talk with your neighbours. It's almost like it, it, it's like it's isol- it, They want to isolate us so that we can't organise. Right. So we can't do anything. Check out this. France. Um, a restaurant owner put up a no green pass sign at his restaurant, and and he had a lot of admirers showing up. Look at this. <laughs> Zone libre, right? Free to free zone. No green pass. Good for him. Good stuff, man. Good to see. So there are some opposition here. And again, like people are there like seeing this guy's a hero. That's great. All right, two real quick stories. Um significant drop in IQ levels detected in recovered COVID-19 patients, UK study. Um so this is the reason why I think it's so people I've saw I think it was an email maybe comments Henrik stop talking like the virus is real and I just I I think I think there's something going on here I think it's it, maybe it's the long term damage that it would cause of course we know the vaccine is probably much worse than than the actual thing but unless they have released something else or something else in combination with something or maybe all these people are took the vaccine and now that's a consequence so I'm just saying I'm just saying something is going on with what that people are affected by something related to this whole thing that's happening. Obviously, I, you know, I'm not going to, I can't go the other way. Not, not right now, anyway. There seems to be some stuff happening here. If we can trust the the studies and the research that we're getting, of course. There's <laughs> always that, right? But uh, a few significant drop in intelligence was detected in patients who recover from the coronavirus, especially, and again, they could be vaccinated people too, especially among those who had severe cases of the virus. A new study published in the United Kingdom found last week those who've had previous contact, um, uh, those who've had previously contact, contracted, sorry, the virus scored lower on intelligence test and cognitive assessment than those who were never infected. The study published on July 22nd in The Lancet. Before the coronavirus outbreak spread worldwide, Adam Hampshire, cognitive neuroscience at Imperial College London, which interestingly, of course, have been part of this, all the lockdowns, was Imperial College, remember? Um, Ian, what was his name again? The guy who um, ended up uh, breaking his own uh, rules and stuff and, and dating his, his girlfriend or something, right? Ian, what was it? So they've been working. So, so they, it's almost like they knew. They were doing a test on the IQ stuff when it was like the outbreak was happening, before the happening, while it's happening, and then during and then after it's happening so they can actually compare and see almost like they wanted to see and find out. I don't know. Could it just be a coincidence, right? But they began working with the BBC on a nationwide cognitive t- uh, study to determine the general level of the of UK's intelligence. I'm sure that's gone up, too, with open borders, by the way. By May, when the pandemic had forced countries worldwide to go into lockdown and close their borders, Hampshire and his team incorporated questions related to COVID-19 into the service to determine whether the disease would have any lasting effects on cognitive abilities. At the time of writing, we had collected comprehensive cognitive tests and questionnaire data, data from a 
very large cross-section of the general public, predominantly within the UK as part of the Great British Intelligence Test, a collaboration with blah, blah, blah. During May, the peak of the UK lockdown, we expanded the questionnaire to include questions pertaining to the impact of the pandemic, including suspected or confirmed COVID-19 illness, alongside details of symptoms persistent, uh, persisted and severity, relevant pre-existing medical conditions and measures of depression, anxiety, post-traumatic stress, they added. The researchers looked at data from 81,337 individuals across the UK and so somewhat of a larger group and adjusted for a variety of factors, including age, sex, education level, and of course, race, right? Because you could, no, okay, no, they didn't. All right, okay. And then first, oh, well, first language, there you go. So they did do, oh, okay, there we go. I was going to make a joke about it, but there, that's that's basically what that means. <laughs> that's basically what that means, first language. It's like, okay. Um, and other variables. They found that more severe a COVID-19 infection was, the more likely the recovered person would have a, a greater drop in intelligence. The most significant deficits were found in tasks that evaluated reasoning, planning, and selective attention. Previous large-scale studies have shown COVID-19 patients suffer from brain fog long after they have recovered. Eyesight, all these things that are, <clears throat> that are attacking the cognitive, uh, neural, neural, you know, the neural network and stuff like that, or not the network, but like uh, your, your neurology, right? Neurons. <clears throat> That's what's so weird about it. When examining the entire population, the deficits were most pronounced for paradigms that tapped cognitive functions such as reasoning, problem solving, spatial planning and targeting detection while sparing tests of simpler functions, um, while sparring, I guess it is, right? Tests of simpler functions such as working memory span as well as emotional processing. These results accord, um, uh, accord with reports of long COVID where brain fog, trouble concentrating and difficulty finding the correct words are common. I don't know. I think something's going on here. What if it's all together some kind of it's like, you know, they released the, this virus intentionally and sure, it's not maybe killing as many people as they wanted, although they pretending that it is reacting to it, then are giving us the vaccine will make things 10 more 10 times worse. Right. I don't know, it's kind of creepy, to be honest. It is creepy. Something uh, something's going on here. I don't like it. OK, um, last thing we'll do here. Last story. Then we'll wrap up. Unprecedented spike in U.S. evictions looming as ban expires this is related to the lockdowns, of course, as well. The CDC put uh, measures in place to try to actually I do want to do the Amazon as well. The, the, OK, the, so second to last thing I do, I do want to do the Amazon thing just to show that problems are coming in the wake of this, like real consequences are coming as a consequence of lockdowns and stuff like that, too. So apparently the CDC. Uh, we're part of, of uh, having a federal ban on evictions, but that is now set to expire at the end of July. We're on we're at July 28th here today. So we only have a couple of more days, uh, three more days here to go, basically. <clears throat> um, August 1st is on Sunday here, coming up this Sunday, August 1st. And so we'll see how severe that is and how much that's going to lead to. The moratorium has been placed, uh, has been in place through much of the pandemic, but it's wave uh, but it's part of the wave, sorry, of emergency programs ending even as the Delta variant uh, fuels rising COVID-19 cases in the U.S. So it's creepy, right? It's like people are getting brain fog. They can't think as much. They're getting dumber. They're getting kicked out. They can't go to their job. They're losting their income. They're getting dependent on government. Here comes the fourth industrial revolution. Here comes the food shortage, the supply chain. And if it's true, what um, uh, what our friend Rodian Maiden said earlier, 
What if it's tied to some other kind of bigger cycle here? I got to look into that more, by the way. And thank you again to you for, for your very generous uh, super chats earlier. I do appreciate it. Uh, so Amazon has joined the fun when it comes to the attack of the food system by destroying large quantities of food and drink. This is the last clip we'll do here. The global anger at our revelations from inside Amazon's Dunfermline warehouse has prompted the government to look at changing the law. Tonight, we reveal what else the world's biggest online retailer sends to be destroyed from here. Long life food and drink returned by customers or by couriers. Water, fizzy drinks, unopened tins of tomato soup, brown sauce. Usable, yet Not all the brown sauce. liquid waste. No! Amazon says it's all thrown away because of concerns over food safety. The multi-pack crisps, though, are dated the 21st of August. Indeed, many items are in date, and in some cases, for many months. The current Amazon employee who filmed the videos says thousands of groceries are returned to Dunfermline each month. He wishes to remain anonymous. What Artificial food shortage, says Ryan. And food waste that you deal with is in date and totally sealed. I would say that about 70% of it at least is all in date and sealed and will be good to go to a food bank. Huge cans of beans, biscuits, large amounts of bottled water. It's incredibly wasteful. Last month, we uncovered 125,000 unsold electrical and non-electrical items being marked out to be destroyed weekly. The likes of drills, computers and headphones, unnecessary waste on an industrial scale. Since our initial investigation, we've been contacted by current and former Amazon employees from all over the country, alleging similar practices wherever they were. All say that they witnessed large quantities of new and unsold items being marked out for destruction. We spoke to employees from eight warehouses, a third of Amazon's UK depots. In Bolton, we were told how staff regularly throw away perfectly good items, such as tablets and phones. In Daventry, a current worker says hundreds of toys, clothes and books were destroyed to make space during a renovation. And a former Bedfordshire worker had to destroy pet food repeatedly whenever just one item was missing from a pack. In Darlington, a trainee teaching assistant who had a part-time Amazon role quit, appalled at what she was asked to do. Working with children, um, yeah, I thought it was disgusting really. And then seeing what goes in a bin you know i could just pick those books up and i could take them to that school where you were where now. i where i'm helping and it would just it would lighten so many children's little faces and separately in a survey for itv news more than a quarter of uk amazon employees questioned say destroying stock is part of their job the study was done in partnership with organize an employment rights group in a statement, Amazon say, to suggest we throw away perfectly good food or drink is wrong. If we can donate it, we will donate it. On non-food waste, they state that our priority is to resell, donate or recycle any unsold products. We recognise that confusion may have stemmed from our use of the word destroy. We are in the process of replacing it with terms that more accurately reflect our long-standing business <laughs> yeah, practices. Right. Every year, Artificial Amazon donates millions of, of products it. to charities across the country. But that's still an insufficient explanation for some. Amazon could act today. They should not have to have regulation to do the right thing. But it looks like 
we may need to force doing the right thing on a company that is choosing not to at the moment. And if All right, you get the point. So UK, of course, has already had issues with like pingdemic. We've talked about that, the pingdemics leading to food shortages, supply chains. And they're doing this in the UK too. Just throw away perfectly good food. I mean, some. I mean, some of it was sure uh, granted uh, uh, junk food and stuff like that. But still, it's the point, right? And actually, as all this is happening too, uh, the UN uh, is actually having a big summit. I believe it starts today. I could be wrong on this, but we'll probably talk more about this Friday. Uh, a so-called food summit. Summit offers a once-in-a-lifetime chance to overhaul the food system. Interesting. There's AgriPulse. There's a couple of uh, different outlets reporting on this here, too. U.S. delegation attends U.N. Food System pre-summit. Global debate recognizes different approaches to achieving sustainable agricultural practices. And you know what that means. Uh, more soy, more bugs, less meat, tax everything high, uh, carbon, uh, you know, shut it all down, basically. Synthetic foods, right? Farmers and ranchers provide input to U.N. Food Systems Summit. Get ready for bug burgers, Goy. That's right, Mr. Ninjaberg. Uh, that's where we are at at this point. Um, not good. Not good at all. All right. Uh, we'll keep watching this. Keep monitoring this. And uh, we'll see where we uh, we'll see where we end up, right? Do something there. You got you to gotta, gotta make sure you uh, have some stuff in place. We actually had a... We had an offer of doing... Uh, I think it's like Patriot Foods or something like that. Um... Like a little sponsorship, or like we, you know, we plug uh, basically survival food, right? And I'm, I'm kind of been on and off with it a little bit too. But then, like, part of me feels like, you know, what it would actually be for a really good cause, because uh, you know, I mean, the ideal, you learn how to grow your food and you take care of all yourself, you know, all your needs yourself, right? That's ideal. But we're just <laughs> most of us is not there. It's going to take years, if not even decades, to come to a position like that. We're just we're dependent on the system still, right? So a temporary solution could potentially be uh, some of these, some of the like survival food, backup food in case something happens. So anyway, I've been thinking about it. We might do something on it. Do a little like little Red House page or something on that. You know, I, I'm not sure. Well, I'll, I'll think about it. But I want you guys to be safe. I want you guys to have some backup systems. So, so it could be a win-win of sorts, right? So we'll see. We'll see if we do it. Um, but anyway, uh, do it independently, of course, of, of whether we do it or not. But, you know, as a way to just more hands on, like actually, you know, pitch it to you guys and say, hey, you know, we're part of this. We'll get we'll get a little we, we get a little benefit from it, too. You get something, you get security uh, and it helps helps all of us, basically. Right. All right. So that's it for today. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll be back with much more here soon. Thank you so much for joining us today. Check out Red Eyes members, of course, as usual. Uh, RedEyesMembers.com. Get a membership over there. Sign up. Check out the Weekend Warrior Show. Check out the exclusive shows that we do. Uh, exclusive videos. Second hour of many of the shows going back to 2006. Everything's in the archives over in the member section. So uh, plenty of you, uh, plenty for you there to, to dive into. Uh, if you uh, want to sign up, one of the best and easiest ways uh, is through Subscribestar. It's 10 bucks a month, month-to-month -month recurring payment. Subscribestar.com slash redice. Uh, check that out. And then you send us a DM on Subscribestar or an email. You say, hey, this is my username or uh, email on the member's website. Um, activate my account and we'll link those two. Uh, you can do it through Entropy as well. They have a subscription plan there, the Platinum plan. Uh, they set the, the limits and stuff on that. We don't do that, but that's a, the closest one to the Subscribestar. Uh, otherwise, you can do one-time payment, of course, and there are a couple of different methods. You can do it through Entropy Stream. Uh, you can also do it uh, through the Cash App. See that on screen. 
the um, uh, we also have an e-check or ACH option for those in the U.S. That's uh, kind of like same way as paying, paying utility bill. It's very uh, very easy, very uh, very quick and, and and easy. Crypto, of course, that works as well. Otherwise, we have a um, letter uh, mailing address that you can send to as well. Some of you uh, prefer that method as well. Uh, again, if you don't have, you have that right on screen right there. Uh, if we don't show any crypto that you want to send in uh, when you go to RedEyesMembers.com and click on sign up and, 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 and go to the page with all the instructions. We have the crypto instructions there. Uh, if you don't have, you don't see rather uh, the crypto that you would like to pay with, just send us an email, RedEyes.com and we most likely can provide you with a, uh, an address uh, you know, for that as well. All right. Very good. We do have some videos in the pipeline working on Lana's equity video. Hopefully we can have that up by tomorrow, but it usually ends up taking more time than I want to, uh, frankly, with some of those videos. But we'll work as fast as we can. And again, with your help, more people signed up, the more we can actually, uh, you know, we can continue to actually expand again. Uh, we've been on the verge of doing that multiple times, uh, and every time something has happened, like a payment processor is shut down, where you know that we're we're set back again, basically. But we we do want to we're serious serious about this. We do want to get more people aboard. So if you do want to help out, uh, consider subscribe or any other other methods uh, for the member site. But again, thank you guys, really appreciate it. Much love to all of you. Keep in mind. Our uh, ancestors are always watching. Always make sure, of course, to make them proud. Don't be dumb and rash and do something stupid, but be smart uh, and do the right thing. We'll see you guys next time. Take care. We'll see you Friday, if nothing else. If we don't have that video up, Friday it is. See you guys later. Take care. Do you love red ice? Want more? Get access to exclusive material by signing up for a red ice membership. You'll be able to watch Weekend Warrior, our flagship show, the second hour of interviews and other special feature videos only for subscribers. Were you a member and we lost you along the way? Renew! We love and appreciate you guys and gals and cannot do this without you. Help us be a sane voice, a lighthouse in the sea of insanity. As times get tougher, as people are searching for answers, they're going to need content like red ice. A little of all your support can go a long way. Thank you.